You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny mick ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese dough are super fresh or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. And we're back for episode 16 of Nerd Rage Radio with your hosts, Adam Russman and Bobby Skullface. Now, this will not be a Star Wars episode, but... I guess we're gonna have a new Star Wars segment. Yeah, we'll just do a Star Wars segment at the end of of every show until until we're bored of it. <laughs> until until Disney runs it right into the ground, which means never. <laughs> um, yeah, forever. I guess I should have said instead of never. It, you know, you get it. All right, so yeah, there's a lot going on too. Like a lot of trailers know, to talk missed, about. We missed, we missed a lot because because of the Star Wars. Yeah, it's just it's it's uh, forever dominated our destiny here recently. So. Um, First, what have, I, what have you get into these past couple of weeks? Uh, watched Star Wars twice. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> I did that too. Uh, actually, uh, I went down to see some of my like two employees that work for me. I guess as employees do. And so yesterday, I took them out for lunch. Um, and I was talking to one of them. He had already seen Star Wars twice. And the other one didn't see it yet. So I was like, "All right, the rest of the day is off. Here's tickets to go see Star Wars. Let me know how you like it." And uh, my one called me up. He's got some interesting theories as well. Got some interesting theories as well, and we'll get but there. we can't talk about that until the end of the show. And our good friend. Until the are. end of the show. And uh, our good friend Jr. has an interesting theory as well. As Jr. Well. called me up last night. Oh no shit! Yeah, he's been in a Star Wars zone. He is. I he's all I, in. He I was, was talking to me yesterday about three and three quarter figures. I was like, "Oh Fuck you. shit, man!" Yeah, we, <laughs> we shouldn't do that to Jr. Before you know it, he'll be buying you know a fucking whole case of them. I, I, I told her, I was jail. like, I will show you the ways of collecting. Don't do it, man. Don't, don't, don't walk him down that path. All right. Um, I, I will show you the Japanese side. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? Well, I, I, I'm actually a little frustrated right now, man. I'm, I'm like, you know, if you, if any of you uh, guests ever, you know, for whatever reason we become friends, and I invite you to my home. I have quite a, quite a, not as, not as well densely packed with toys as the old, the old skull face ranch. Um, but I, I'm like moving my, my nerd Like I had an office and I'm like, ah, I'm getting rid of this office. I moved my office table into my game area. So I can take like a painting and now I'm like reconstituting my little man den, but everything's like disheveled. So I've moved like one room into another, another room into another. Cause the game club has gotten too big. I like, it's like monopolizing majority of my basement. And so everything's like disheveled. And like stacked on the floor, and like paintings are ha- not hang on, hung on the wall, um, and like this is my this is my safe space. So like coming down here and chilling, like what I like to do, and I can't do it right now because there's so much shit everywhere, and it's like what is today the 22nd, 23rd, so it's like you know we're gonna be fucking busy tomorrow. So it looks as though throughout my winter vacation I'll be uh, down here getting shit ready. So that's pretty much all in the in the nerdom. I haven't had a chance to read anything. I just been watching. Fucking Star Wars clips. I watched a, a YouTube video that has every lightsaber fight ever, through one through one through six. Guess how long that motherfucker is? How long? Sixty-one minutes. No kidding. Yeah, you wouldn't think. 
No, you wouldn't. You, you probably say, you, you, what did you guess, like 30 minutes of Star Wars fights, maybe? I would think so. Yeah, 61. 61 minutes. Yep. I was like, is that timer wrong? Has a whole hour gone by? Um, so that's about it, man. What about you? Uh, let's see. I've been watching The Flash. Hmm. Um, what do you think? Uh, it's, I'm, 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 it's losing me. Um, God damn it. Yeah. I, and I'm definitely like after this season, I'm out. Uh, uh, it's, it's too much, dude. It's too much. It's over. It's too over the top. Like, um, and I was, I wasn't suspecting that, uh, spoilers coming up for flash, uh, from season one anyway, um, that Wells was like his, his look was kidnapped. I, yeah, uh, don't like it. Get what? it out of here. I thought it was cool. Don't like it. Don't that like was... it. I, I, oh, was hoping, yeah. I was hoping that it was going to be some sort of uh, identity, you know, cover up, and he really was going to be uh, Thawne. I, I was, I was, I always want to say Thrawn. So <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, but or Thorn is it Thorn? Thorn. It's, it's Thorn. Thorn. Um, and don't like it. Don't like him. I like I, I don't I, I I like that character so much and to find out that that's like a cover up face lost I lost I lost totally I mean, it's still it's still that character he's been he's been Wells for like fifteen years yeah I, I saw it I watched it yeah you don't have to explain it got it he's got don't th- like I think, it I think he has some of Wells's memories too if I I don't know I can't recall don't care part. for it really um, yeah and then um that was I, one of my favorite parts of it I like I how about I, that? you really feel I really feel bad for like Wells's legacy, which will come in into play in season two, but that doesn't matter because you're not gonna watch it now. Yeah, maybe I watch it on Netflix or something. I don't know. The the the, the seasons are like this is just my problem with regular television programs. It's too much. Like, it's too much. The seasons are yeah. too long. They get drawn out. I lose interest. I'm like I'm bleh. I'm just not interested. You, you you need to just stick to like BBC shows, man. Three yeah, three episodes and you're out. Or like the HBO stuff, or uh, you know yeah, the AMC stuff, and yeah. the, you know stuff like that. I can I can get behind twelve issue twelve episodes enough for you. Um. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm so sorry you're not show gluttonous like me. Yeah. I'll just go fuck myself. No big deal. Yeah. Um. It's just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't I can't I like it's too like Iris. Mm-hmm. Totally represents everything I hate about regular television programming. Really? Yeah, like her acting, her, like, like every element of her acting, like the facial expressions, the fucking smile, like, I I hate it. I hate really? it. Like, yeah, it just, it's so... You just hate overly pretty people for the sake of being pretty. No, no I mean, they're, they're put no, there because they're pretty. No, 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 it's, it's not a matter of... of no, no, of, what I'm saying it's, is, it's not actors. They're models. Like these shows yeah. don't really have actors; they have models. They just have pretty people for the sake. Like the the whole cast is wildly attractive, for the sake of being wildly attractive, because it's in this show. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, like yeah, it's that. It's 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 not necessarily that. Like if 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 you're a pretty person and you can act, I'm I'm right. Hey, Brad Pitt, I'm I'm in your corner. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's one. Let's name it. Let's let that's it. Let's pause real quick. Okay. Super pretty people who can also who can also act. That is a good question. Angelina Jolie. Okay. Yeah, and um, Brad Pitt. They're kind of like the dynamic duo. <clears throat> they are kind of like the dynamic duo. Um. um. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, yeah. Um. Let's keep going. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's pretty. Um. 
Kate, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I don't really find her that attractive, but oh, I, I do. There's something. She, she's got a little Tram Anna swag going on. It's it's that British look, man. Now there is a British chick that can act and is attractive to. Um, she might have been the chick from Titanic. Um, Kate Winslet. Yes. She can act too. She was in an mm-hmm. episode of The Extras. Totally won me over. Yeah, yeah. She's pretty, but I don't. I I, I think that she's Hollywood pretty. I don't think she's like naturally gorgeous pretty. I don't know. I find her. I find her far more attractive than I find Blanchett. Blanchett looked got a little too much Prey Manus swag. For me. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I'm just looking over here at some. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's more. Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if he's attractive. Is he attractive? I mean, he was like the most you know attractive guy in the world for like the '90s, like all of the '90s. I don't think all of the nineties. I mean he, he had it he had it a couple times in a row, I think. Maybe early nineties. I feel like I feel like George Clooney like dominated the nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh I don't know. I'm sure there's others. Um I'm just I'm looking over at my D V D collection, but like I'm not seeing like uh I'm not seeing like the best stuff to go. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That might take a little bit more homework than just going off the cuff. Hold on, I, I'm not. I'm not. If only it's a box. But most, most, uh, what? Yeah. Most, uh, attractive actors. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna see. Uh, all right. Here we go. Let's see. While you're doing that, I'll look over here. Um, what about uh Christian Bale? Uh, no. He's not Hollywood pretty. So uh, all right. Well, maybe, 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 maybe. I'm, I'm, I, I, I flashed to me from something like The Machinist or something. Yeah. All right. So here we go. They got the dude from uh, that show, and he has that band. uh, Adam Levine that can't act. Channing Tatum, Tatum's whatever, Tater Tot, uh, can't act. Um, Oh, there's Mel Gibson, can act. Uh, the dude from, I don't even know who that is. I think it's a guy from Miami Vice back in the day. Do you think Mel Gibson is like Hollywood attract, like pretty? I think he was. Do you think that he was really a talented actor then? Um, because I feel like he's a really talented actor now, but I also feel like part of, part of that is because like he looks so weathered. I'm into like weathered looking people, like Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, like, Tom, Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm, Patrick I'm, Swayze. Jury's still out on that one for me. God. Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Richard Gere. Yeah, Richard he Gere can, can, yeah, he can Richard act his Gere ass off. Act. Yeah, fuck yeah, he can. Brad Pitt, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington, yeah. No. I mean, he can act his ass off. No, he can't. You don't think he can? Totally disagree, yep. I do think he is typecast. Yeah, but I, I think I think he's really good at one particular role. And this upsets... Now, on, now let me... On, I gotta, I gotta get a backstory on this. So, man like, on fire? I, I used like, to, is that character? I used to be a, a, Dan, a Denzel Washington believer. Um, and then uh, our good friend, Mikey Shoulders... Um, <laughs> he one day told me... He was Harrison like, nope. Ford, 1998, who knew? He he one day told me uh, that he was a shit actor. And I was like, no way, dude. And he was like, yeah. And he explained it to me. And then I was like, fuck, you are right. Like, 
he he plays this one particular part very well. But it that particular part, he just he, that guy just had a very exciting life. Like sometimes he's like a bodyguard, and sometimes he's a crooked LA cop, and sometimes um, he's like an attorney in Philadelphia, and um, sometimes he's got to like fight for his son's medical rights, and like <laughs> he's just had a very eventful life. But it's always that same no, guy. Dude, I don't think the guy, I don't think the lawyer from Philadelphia is the same dude as Man on Fire, is the same dude from Training Day. I think the guy from Man on Fire is definitely the same guy from Training Day. I think the um, guy from Training Day is definitely the same guy from from John Doe. I disagree. And it, I, like, I, Man on Fire is a perfect example. This motherfucker is from New Orleans. Exact okay. same accent. Exact well, I, same. I will I will say that he doesn't have a he doesn't have a vocal range. You know what I mean? Like I, he, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't, doesn't have a vocal doesn't have a vocal range. Doesn't really have an inflection range. Pretty much always happens the same way. Um, but like, I just, I don't know. I think that he, he lands some pretty popular movies and, and those popular movies are catered to that, that role he's really good at. And then, uh, as a result, he gains a lot of notoriety from it because he nails the shit out of that particular role, um, for that really popular movie. I think, I think he's a good actor, but I think that he is typecast in the, in the, like, and this is going to sound so, but you know, Mike, Mike would agree with me on this. And this is probably Mike's point. If I know Mike. Unfortunately, we have to say, like, because we live in a world. In a world. Yeah. Um, Mike is a black guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think Mike would say, and I would agree with this, is that he, he portrays a black role that white audiences like. And black audiences. Yeah. But more white audiences. I'm saying, like, when the producers are making, like, okay, yeah, we can get 80% of the, the, the black audiences with this guy, let's say maybe 75, but we can get... 40% of the white audiences, and that's a number that's imp- more important to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that I kind of feel like that's that's kind of like some of the thinking behind it. But I still well, like I, him. I mean, I think he's definitely a draw um, for, because, you know, both demographics like him. Um, but like, I, you know, like he's a he's a he's a big hit. Like, you know, this this. So I used to work with this guy, Mike, and uh, we I worked on a loading dock, and it was in Baltimore County, right on the edge of the city, and it was the 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 workforce was one hundred percent black, except for me. And <clears throat> this conversation happened on uh, this loading dock, and I mean, the guys there lost their mind when he said it, including myself. Like, you're crazy. And then when he started breaking it down, I was like, shit, I'm wrong, and you're right. Um. But anyway, like he was going into like like the vocal tones and like how like the like how it's always it's always the same. Um. Okay. So let me just look at his filmography. Wow, he's doing an Equalizer too. Get the fuck out of here. Um. All right. The book of Eli was very different. Not for him, not for his character. The book, the, the film itself is different, but not the character that he plays. I don't think that he had the the same um, vocal tones. Absolutely did. No, no, like, like I don't, I don't think so. He was very somber in that movie. Yeah, somber vocal tones are those normal vocal tones. It's just the somber version. I don't know, like, the, like the top I, from Training Day. Like, I like what was Unstoppable. The book of Eli, I liked. I thought he did a good job. American yeah. Gangster, I liked. Deja ain't, Vu, ain't, I liked. Ain't the question of liking the, the Manchurian Candidate was a very different character. Not really. 
I think it was. Not really. I mean, like, the, the story of the character is different, but how the character is portrayed is not that different. Training like, Day, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans? The Hurricane. Exact, exact same guy. Except he's a coach. <laughs> the Siege. Fallen. I love the Fallen. Guy. I love this. Like, all right. It's not a matter of liking the movie. I, you know what? I'm, I, I bet you YouTube has this solved. I'm going to go to YouTube, and I'm going to put in Denzel Washington. Same character. And I bet somebody's got a montage. Let's see. Top Shelf Podcasting. It is. It is. It doesn't matter. We'll move on. We're going to come back to this. Okay. Story's still out. We should have Mike on, too. Yeah, I'm down. Oh, I did see Flight. I like that one as well. You keep saying that. Yeah. (laughs) Why do you keep saying that? I mean, in Flight, he was a, like, in Flight, he was a a, a addict. Like, Like, he was a piece of shit. In training day, he's a piece of shit. But like, no, but it that, wasn't. A, it wasn't the same. Like, in, in, in like, I'm not saying that the characters are the same. I'm saying how the characters talk and present themselves are the same. Like, obviously, the the cop in training day has a different backstory, a different story. I, I like. All right, I all right here. I agree that a, a lot of his action badass characters have very similar tones, very similar deliveries. It's the same as who's another person. That, it's the same as Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise has the same kind of character that he replays over and over again, and on some levels, I think that Tom Cruise's like real personality has started to suck out aspects of that character. Like the last movie, I think that Tom Cruise actually acted in is the one that he was in with Nicole Kidman, like Far and Away, or when he was like an Irish guy. You know, I think that was it. I think that's the last movie that and that was like one of his early films. Like everything else, he's been the same same fucking character throughout that. And I and I get what you're saying, even though there's parts that are different. Um, I think that if Tom Cruise is a 10 out of 10 on that scale, I think that Denzel Washington ranges from like a 6 to 8 out of 10 on that scale, depending on the film. You know, But I do think he, he's got one or two that he's off that scale completely. But it might just be one or two, you know? But, yeah, but that's not I, – I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go through and really look at his, his body of work. But like um... – Right after Mike told me that, like I saw, I had just seen Training Day. Yeah, he poisoned, he poisoned the well for you. Well, yeah, like I, just, <laughs> I had just seen Training Day, and then I saw Remember the Titans, and I was like, holy fuck, because like that, it's almost identical. It's just like the, the guy grew up on a different path and became a football coach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, carrying on. So yeah, back to the TV conversation. I just like, I, I just like, I don't think she can act, and she's a major player in it, and like. They don't seem to care about telling everybody who Barry Allen is. Just like, yeah, yeah he's it, Barry it, Allen. That, he's yeah, Barry that, Allen. That gets even. That does get even worse. And then, and then with Iris, they're like, but don't tell her. Yeah. yeah. It's like, why? Might as well tell her. Tell the tell the lady at the coffee shop too. <laughs> that happens as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Uh, I, I, I should you not. I should you not. That happens, but the lady from the coffee shop ends up being somebody else. But it's funny. It's I'm funny. waiting. It's for funny the, that uh, you fucking said that. Here's here, like it's just funny like all right so my wife and I have been watching it and my wife hates shit like this hates it, um, so like we started off watching it and um, it was kind of one of those things where it was like you know like all right I'm gonna wrap a present for Christmas while we watch the first episode of this and then it hit a point where we were like okay let's actually watch this now mm-hmm. and then now is at a point where like I look over and she's like on her phone mm. you know what I mean so, like, so it did just, grab you guys for like a hot second 
yeah, it, it, it tickled the, the curiosity, like, yeah. itch, you know? And then, like, it, it let itself go. Have you seen Grodd yet? Yes. What do you think of how, 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 what do you think of how they did the him? I like it. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, okay. I like, um, I like, I like how they've done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the actual character stuff that, you know, like, and, and overall plot. Like, I hate, I, I, I'm getting tired of the fact that, you know, it, it, this weapon went off in the city. So this guy's got this power too. And he's an issue. Remember that weapon that went off in the city? This guy's got this power too, and it's an issue. Like I'm just freak, I'm worn freak, out. The freak of the week. Yeah, the freak of the week with all of the same origin. Yeah, I'm just I'm worn out from it. Like I'm that's bored. that's like one problem I think these shows have, um, and I think that they're successful when it's not necessary. Like they get away from that in season two, um, but at the same time, it's it's still a little bit of like eh, it, you know, it's what it is. I that think was, been... that, that was a big issue with Smallville. It was like the oh, same absolutely. thing over and over again, and it was it, it was a, it was an easy plot device to use because it's like oh well we had these these meteorites that killed you know went into the town and they poisoned everything and they've changed everybody oh and they're just around enough to stop Clark from doing his super thing when he needs to do his super thing so there's a struggle. Like um, I think that that like the 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 whole origin story of the Flash. Mm-hmm. With, with with John spin on it mm-hmm. is meaty enough to just have that be the center piece of a thirteen episode series. Has he time traveled yet? Yes. What'd you think of that? It's fine. Okay. Um, I I, I like the story arc that that he went and corrected better. Yeah. How the story arc actually went. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And that was a point. I think that that was another one for me. Is like, okay, so when he time right before he time traveled, like, like he told Iris who he is. They're falling in love. He runs and he's turning off the tidal wave by running back and forth, and then he falls through time. Right. Mm-hmm. Up until the falling through time part, I was like, now I'm in. Yeah. Now I'm on this show. Now this show has hidden. And I was I was just listening to this interview that the guy did with uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, with that episode, uh, he was like, he was like, uh, with Flash, with, he was like, with Arrow, it took like five or six episodes before we, f- we kind of like fell into stride. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but with Flash, I feel like we found our stride in the first episode. And as I was watching this episode where he like mm-hmm. f- fell through time, right before he fell through time, I was like, see, this is the episode where I feel like they finally hit their stride. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, no, wait, I guess they did find it in episode one. <laughs> 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 but like, um, you know, it's just it, like I, I'm just. So I thought it was going to go somewhere new and interesting, and it ended up taking us back to kind of ground zero of same old, same old. They and do, just, they, you know that that is one. It is one pro. It's a valid point. It is one problem with these shows is that they got to keep you hooked on as long as possible because if they get, they, you know, historically, once they give you what you want, the the show is not interesting anymore. You're you're hooked in because you're not getting exact everything that you want. They're teasing you. Well, yeah. You know, but like, um, what we and want... like the big, like the big. I remember the big uh, story on that one. Like, remember when Lois and Clark came out back in the '90s? That show was wildly popular. I mean, wildly popular. And then all of a sudden, Lois found out, and they're getting married, yada yada yada, and like, it just crashed. It crashed and burned. And like, before you knew it, like nobody was tuning in. I I stopped watching it, and you know, I, I was a super, you know, Superman fan back in the day. Because it just it's not interesting anymore once it's not that game of cat and mouse. Um and, and, and so 
you know, writers and everything know that now, and so they're very careful about giving you too much unless they can take the story in a different direction where they can maintain that information. Um, and, like, you know, it is one of those things, too, that it, it does suffer for some of the first season problems. Um, I like the se- I like season two better. And, you know, it's, it's also just one of those things where I'm such a comic book fan, I just want to see where they take the mythology. Like, not every episode, I, I get the melodrama stuff, but for me, it, it's just like, I'm used to it. It's fine. Let's just, you know, it's, it's forgivable to me. Let's just move on. And, and you know, I know that they got to keep in a, a less sophisticated audience. I don't, and I don't mean to be an asshole by that, but I mean, they're, but, they're going I for mean, that teen money, you know? Yeah, that's what they're going for. But yeah. there's plenty, there's plenty of money with adults as well. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like that's, that's my thing is that like this, um, you know, like Breaking Bad doesn't feel the need to do that. You know, like. Yeah, but Breaking Bad isn't going for that teen audience. Right, but it was still extremely successful. So why not just not go for the team audience and make a good show? Well, because they're on the CW. <laughs> but, but, the, but, <laughs> that's but that's their what I'm saying is that like you know like people are going to look back in 20 years and still talk about how great Breaking Bad was. Yeah, people are going to look back in 20 years and maybe remember the show, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Well, not every show can be a Breaking Bad. No, of course not. But this show has the potential to be. Is what I'm saying. I think people are going to look back on Daredevil and still talk about it. You know, like yeah. just just because of the the, the change the game aspect of Daredevil. Yeah, like I think if they had thirteen hour long episodes of, of the Flash, and they had that the uh, the origin story is the big payoff for the thirteenth episode, spoon feed the powers and smaller criminals throughout, spoon feed the 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 reverse Flash story, you know what I mean? Maybe introduce one other smaller villain somewhere through. You would have had a show that was great, but mm-hmm. instead I get it. I, I feel like it's totally disposable. Maybe, maybe. Anyway, the uh, let's see what else I did. I got um I got S H Figuarts Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh-oh, doesn't sound like you're happy. I'm not entirely happy. Mm. Like, he's okay. Um, I feel like his head is long as a motherfucker. Like, I feel like the, the his, he's, got like a Tyra, he's got like a Tyra Banks forehead. Hmm. Um, It's like the, the, the mouth part and the eye part. Now, that's like, a gag I haven't heard for a very long time. <laughs> long time. Um, <laughs> I feel like that, that, that forehead part mm-hmm. it is like the helmet part is so long. And then the the face part is so small, and like I understand that they're they're scaled a slightly smaller than the SH Figuarts, than, than like the, uh, the 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 Hasbro Black series rather. Mm-hmm. But like, even for their own scale, like he's not he maybe even be the same exact size, but he's not that much bigger than a stormtrooper if he is bigger than a stormtrooper in real in like real life. No, then no, I'm saying then the than, toy. Than, the toy, the SH Figuarts Stormtrooper versus the SH Figuarts Vader. Oh, I gotcha. That's weird. Yeah, he should, so be giant. he should be huge. I agree. So I went on ahead and I bought another fucking designer six-figure, six-inch Darth Vader this morning because this one just won't do. So I'm going to have this one in my office, I guess. Um, well, I mean, what happened to your Black Series Vader? I thought he's pretty good. No, I don't like. I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his eyes. He's got those episode four eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I watched that shit last night. Yep, not a before, fan. Before the dome got real shiny. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I like, yep, I like a shiny dome. <laughs> spit, spit polished, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh. I got, uh, I got some, I got some, some transformer stuff, and I got. Uh, did I mention I got Zorana? Yeah, uh, I think you did last. That was your your grail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's you mentioned cool. that a couple weeks ago. Um, 
and I picked up a couple of three and three quarter. I, so I, glad you got all these toys right before Christmas, Bobby. <laughs> I know. I read. Um, God. Started reading the boys again. I'm making my way through it. Uh, I'll talk more about it once I'm finished it. But it it is like um, when I look past the political shit, and I also like you know I also gotta say this. I think when I read it, I was very much um, America. Not not America, but like I was very much an optimist in terms of America. Um, it's a conversation and, I want to have. Yeah, but I think like with, within the last couple of years, I've kind of been like, man, I don't even know. Like, I, you know, we've had this conversation before. Like, if it wasn't for my family and friends, I might pack up. <laughs> um, We're moving to Canada. Yeah, yeah. Time, time, time to create a cancer cell. Um. So yeah, it's just it's I don't know. I was able to look past the political stuff and just kind of look at the the character element of the story, and I, I've been I've been relatively enjoying it. I also um, I read the first arc of Saga. I'm gonna let you hold that. Took a, took like two issues for me to get into it, but now I'm kind of into it, and it's kind of like some Star Wars shit. Mm. Um, it's like these two warring factions, and this war got out of hand, and it, it seems to me. Like, you know, I'm not good with remembering what I read. Um, but it seems to me that, like, one faction is from the moon, and the other faction was from this planet that the, the moon orbits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, the Earth, like, it's not Earth, it's this other planet, but, like, let's say, for lack of a better term, the Earth people, like, We're call We're just going to call it Earth. Yeah, call the moon people moonies. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. Yeah, like, and, like, anyway, it's like a Romeo and Juliet kind of story where one of the moonies and one of the Earthlings has a kid, and it's, like, half half earthling and like they're out to kill this kid and they're like they have magical powers uh yeah well the, the father has magical powers too um because nice. the all the moonies i think have magical powers um, I, I like it already yeah it's it's but anyway it, it took me like two it took me like two two story like two issues to to, to kind of really sink my teeth into it because like one of the like there's like a robotic faction and they, they all have like tvs for heads okay um, and design wise, it just threw me for a loop. I was like, this isn't cool. <laughs> this yeah. is goofy. I don't, um, I don't like this at all. Yeah. But I, I was eventually able to kind of get into it. Um, they eventually arrive at like this planet called like Sextopia or something. Um, they all like fucking in the street or something. Yeah, pretty much. It's like really? a process. It's like a, yeah, it's like a red light district, but it's a planet. It's like a red light planet. Um, I know where I want to take my next vacation. <laughs> I hear you. The, 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 but anyway, the, the two creatures that meet them when they arrive, just heads on legs. Really? Yeah, just big. I mean, like, the head is as long as the human pelvis to head and as wide as shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. on two sexy legs. Nice. Is there something in between them legs? I would imagine. Mm. Or, or, or maybe a void. Why am I not reading this? Yeah, it's anyway, it's 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 pretty interesting, man. Like, it, it, and there's, there's like a bounty hunter type character in it. Like, it, you can tell there's like a, a Star Wars... Like I wouldn't be surprised if the writer was a fan of Star Wars. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Well, but who isn't a fan of Star Wars? You know I, what I mean? But you know it's a, I mean? um, it's a worthwhile read. I highly recommend it. And uh, I got some Transformer toys. And I oh, and then I got the uh, Episode Seven Visual Dictionary and Art of Force Awakens, which we'll talk about, I guess, in our Star Wars segment. And I was supposed to come over there and look at that before this podcast. But this time has not been our friend in regards to that. So no, but it's uh, it's quite interesting. There's some some interesting stuff in there. Um, but we'll we'll save it for the end discussion, just in case um, Tyler Hill's still living underneath a rock. I mean, he he hasn't called you up and told you that he's watched the movie. I still don't think he's watched it. Um, I really? think he I think I think he had like like 
I think he has plans, like a whole lot of plans. He wasn't going to get the opportunity until this coming weekend. Oh, well, that's forgivable. We forgive yeah, you, yeah, Tyler. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. We're out to make sure that you can watch the movie unspoiled, because it was spoiled for me. Um, and what did I read? Anything I got some else? sympathy emails in regards to that. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. we've actually been getting a lot of uh, yeah. write-in stuff, and I, I want to read. Uh, make sure to remind me to read the the reviews that we've gotten as well. So, oh, okay, cool. Um, Has anybody made a net? I gave us five star, but they talk shit about it. No, not yet. Not oh, yet. Damn it. We're, we're open to that. <laughs> we're open to that. Um, and then what was the other thing that I, I wanted to? Oh, and I started rereading Star Wars Legacy, like the comic, the Dark yeah, yeah, comic yeah. that takes place like a hundred or a thousand years after the Battle of Yavin. A, I think it's a hundred years after uh, Battle Endor. of Yavin. Or Endor. Usually they, they, you know, it's B-O-H or B-O-Y. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it's it's been good, but um, like I think I'm going to have to jump into this new EU. Um, of course you are. Yeah, I just don't think I have a choice. I think I, I have to know what's going on. and It's just driving me nuts. Um, and that's it for me. And of course, I watched Christmas Vacation, but I don't think that counts. Oh, I did watch The Ref. Oh, did you like it? Slipper Socks, medium. Dude, so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've seen it years ago, like back yeah. in probably '94, '95, whenever it first came out. Right. Um, but it's you know what's funny, man? Watching movies from that era, it's like there's this there's this like, you know, it's before we really knew about computers. You know, so like any scene with a computer is like, ooh, this guy's got a computer breaking into the house with a computer because they're magic. Ooh. (laughs) Well, you know what else is, um, like you know the the family's on our way. There's no way we can cancel. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, you could just call them, but no, you couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Like, what is it? You know, they gotta stop at the convenience store and use the payphone. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. It's like traveling back in time for me. Yeah, it's 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 something. It's something. You know? Yeah, sweat socks, medium. No, it's it's slippers, slipper slipper socks. socks. Sorry, slippers, yeah, medium. Yeah, that shit is funny, man. And um, is it real coffee or some sort of Scandinavian Christmas potion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit is funny too. Um, you know what's funny is like is like I, I don't remember feeling for those folks like the the parents as much I guess because I was at you know adolescent last time I saw it but like watching it now and like being you know being married for God knows how long is like man I could see how you know I, I I feel for people who like go through that situation in life where it doesn't like really it doesn't some things don't go the way you want them to go and, and right. you know not not that I'm bitching about anything but it's like oh yeah yeah man I can I can feel for you people you know, I get it. No, it shit happens. We should so have that, a Christmas movie discussion at any time about us. You know, probably probably would be now or wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it seems like the most appropriate. That's what um, I'm saying. Oh, do it right now? Okay. No, no, no. I'm just saying like we'll get through the news and then we'll that'll be our discussion for the day. Christmas. I like I like it. Um, Let's do this. But real quick, just to give a little foreshadowing, um, Christmas Vacation, my favorite line in it. Uh, when he opens up the the uh, the Christmas bonus and it's the subscription to the jams and jellies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and everyone's like, oh. and in the background, his cousin just goes, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Uncle Randy, <laughs> oh yeah, our cousin, cousin Randy. Dude, yeah, I love that part. Yeah, man. Um, so anyway, so how uh, did we go through? You went through your week, so I guess we could go ahead and jump into some news. All right, yeah, uh, let's talk a little trailer action. There's a lot of trailers that have been released here. But let, let's talk about uh, uh, Independence Day first. Uh, you know what? First on my list too. All right, you take it then. Um, well, well, well uh, see, I, I, you know what? I don't have my Jeff Goldblum impression ready. 
Okay, um, I'll take it then. Yeah, uh, I'm not it. interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two minutes bores the shit out of me, <laughs> so I can only imagine what the two hours will do. Uh, I just, I just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care about the aliens. Don't care about the invasion. Don't care. Uh, save the Earth. Don't save the Earth. I'm fine. Don't need to know about it. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I just. It's been too long, and I don't feel like it necessarily needed a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like if this would have been like a two year later thing, maybe yeah. would've, maybe would have piqued my interest. But like at this point, I'm just like, who gives a shit? Yeah, let, let this universe burn to the ground for it's all like, I care. Is, is it like is it 20 years? I guess so. I was in high. I was in I was in high school when it came out. I remember people talking about it, like the Will Smith movie that blew the White House to pieces. Yeah, oh yeah. my God! I remember. I mean, I remember the theater I was at that is no longer open to go see that, and how excited everybody was. It was a, it was a big thing back in the day. Um, but I agree with you. I agree with hundred percent. Like it, it, it looks like a good. It looks like it's going to be a good movie. It's like, all right, they got an idea. They're going to do some stuff, and you know, and they're bringing back this. Will Smith's not going to be in it. Like apparently, his character died. Like test flight, you know, test flying the new jets that just look like normal jets with little glowy ghibli bits on them. Uh huh. Yeah. But you know, we use our technology. Not really. <laughs> would you, would you reverse engineer a gun? Is that it in twenty years? That's all you can do. You know, how how good are your cell phones in this universe? They yep. better be fucking good. Yep. Um. It, yeah, I I you know I'll probably see it on you know Netflix you know it maybe maybe if we get some more previews and you know I'm bored I might go check it out in the theater but yeah I'm not I'm not that excited about it I actually you know I'm I'm not going to lie if Will Smith was in it I'd probably be more likely to go see it in the theater I'm not even a huge Will Smith fan didn't I haven't seen any of his movies in the theater since uh I am legend um but the fact that he's not in it makes me want it you know now that now that I can't have you now I want you you know? Yeah. Before I never wanted you. Now that I can't have you, I want you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, I just like, I think that like, let me put it this way: it, it, the fact that it's it's showing on both the 2D and the 3D versions of Force Awakens is not helping its cause, because every time I go to see Force Awakens, I gotta suffer through two minutes of that shit. So I'm like, I hate it even more. <laughs> it's holding me back. <laughs> Did ever tell you the tale? Dude, let me talk. Let me talk about that for a minute. Um, so, like, <laughs> we've been like we've been we've been hanging around and talking a lot about Star Wars. This is not spoilerish, but like, um, one thing we've been talking about is Episode Three. Like a lot of like the Palpatine lines in Episode Three. Like some of them are so great. Some I can't. So- I can't. I can't hold him. I can't. I'm. I'm so weak. <laughs> I'm too weak. I'm weak. I'm weak. Some of them are too so great. Some of them are too over the top, which makes them great in their own bad yes. way. Yes. And then some of them are just ridiculous. But like. Yeah. One of my favorite ones in there is, I'm pretty sure he says, have you ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He was so strong with the dark side of the Force, and so wise, and so so wise, oh no, and so powerful that he could even stop the ones um, he loved loved from dying, or something like that. So, like, I've been saying, like, the wise bit, like, because I think he said, in in that bit, he says, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Just do it. So I've been been saying, like... (laughs) Have you ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? He was so wise. (laughs) (laughs) He could stop the ones he wised from wising. (laughs) I don't know why that shit is so funny. I mean, over and over again, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, um, 
know how he went, went down that that spiral, but um, yeah, you're talking about Independence Day. Oh, of course, <laughs> obviously yeah. the, the obviously. logical way to I get think, there. Yeah, I mean, Will Smith leads the wise wise. But like, I just I don't know. I, I I wasn't that interested in the first Independence Day. I mean, it was a it was a good time. It was, yeah, it was a it was a fun romp. It was a it was a fun ride. Like I I enjoyed my my roller coaster turn. Yep. Um. But it was one of those like you go to this park and you ride that roller coaster and you're just like that was a good one, yeah. you know. I think I'm gonna ride that once in my lifetime and always remember that memory. There you go. And I, I don't need to get back on it, and I don't need to get on its franchise roller coaster at another state. Just not interested. Twenty years later. And they like like uh, is this the same as before? No, it's bigger. Like well, whoop de fucking do. I mean, like, I hate to say this, but how much bigger can it get? I know. I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm not trying to be a cynic on it. Same thing your girl asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's 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 just I'm gonna IMDb this now. IMDb. Uh, ID four. Oh God. Nineteen ninety six. So this is gonna be twenty years. Twenty years. What is um? What is the name of the movie? Uh, Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, uh, I'm putting in the show notes Independence Day 2, more independence. Yeah. <laughs> Independent year. Um, so, yeah. Now, the Star Trek trailer, I feel like we should pause the podcast and watch. I don't need to watch it. Well, I, I feel like I need to watch it again. Let's, let's pause. All right. All right. How about I just, you know, hum a little ditty while <laughs> no, you listen no, no. to it? I just, think that's – push just, one if you want me to hum a little ditty. Give us, give us a like. <laughs> All right. Stand by, guys. We'll be right back. Uh, I don't like it. Okay. Why? Um, Like, first off, I'm not a huge Beastie Boys fan. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. You do. Um, it, it's, not, it's not even that I hate them. I just think that they're so overrated. I think that the Beastie Boys are to rap what you think Denzel Washington is the rapping. And I just I I don't know I don't and you know what's funny I can always judge somebody who's like Beastie Boys are my favorite band ever and I'm like yeah I bet you're a twat you know um well, so I love the Beastie Boys um it took me a while to appreciate them mm-hmm. um but like uh at, at first it was like the super nasally voice turned me off yep um but now like when I like I'm not good with deciphering them in terms of who is who like they're i know i know like ab rock is the one that has the super nasally voice and like he's my favorite like now i'm like i want the most na- give me the nasaliest motherfucker you got so um, that, i, I but, just thought that was a i thought that was a poor choice for the type of star trek movie that i want to see but it's it, a throwback to the first one yes i understand that because you know kirk was listening to Beastie. some classic beastie boys back in the day the same right? exact song Yes, yes, um, but I don't. I don't think that that's needed for a rehash. I think that, like, I just give me a movie that the fucking ship doesn't get destroyed. Um, like, like, the Enterprise is a character in in the in the Star Wars Star Trek. Jesus, I'm star, so Star Warsy. <laughs> in the in the Star Trek universe, you know what I mean? It like it it is it has a soul. It has. It has a tale to tell. One could argue that the Enterprise, in all of its incarnations between NC seventeen one NCC seventeen oh one A through D through E, um, 
and the fact that every one of these fucking Star Trek movies, and like I, I like I've given them a pass thus far, because you know I just thought it, it wasn't you know the crew was being built, and then and then you know they brought the con thing in, and yada yada yada. Uh, but now it's just like, yeah, we're just going to destroy the ship again for the sake of destroying the ship. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Why can't these motherfuckers do some Final Frontiering, you know? Why does everything have to be this grand fucking end of whatever and, and, and dramatic? Like, th- this Kirk is kind of a shit captain, you know? Like, he can't keep his fucking ship like that. You got one job. Keep that fucking boat floating, man. And you can't do it. And, like... Like I, there's dirt bike jumps and there's there's karate bitches and the dirt you know, bike jump throws me for a yeah and, and like you know we don't have a ship we don't have a crew well then I don't want to see this movie I want to see you be a fucking leader and lead these people to 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 the final frontier and explore because you're a goddamn scientist and you're supposed to be exploring and 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 we're supposed to get stories of you know the conflicts between. Uh, you know, species and some moral shit that happens. I don't, I just watch Star Wars. I'm good, you know? I don't need another goddamn Star Wars movie. And it was fine when J.J. Abrams was, like, practicing on, on you know, okay, I gotta get it, I want to do a Star Wars movie eventually. Let me practice on Star Trek. I was okay with that, even though I'm a, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and I'm, I, I am the few breed that actually likes, who likes the new Star Trek movies and also loves, loves Star Trek, you know? And so I'm just I'm I'm not a fan. I think it's I think it's cheap. Uh, what the fuck is up with Spock's hair? Jesus, like that. Like he, I, I think uh, whatever his name is has got a goddamn black mop on his head. Looks ridiculous. Like I don't I don't think that's his real hair. I'm 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 totally pulling the that's that's it. Just looks odd. It's like really puffy. Did you notice that? Uh, no. Go back and watch it again. <laughs> just 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 scrub through his hair on this rant. Um. And, and you know, I, I, the, as far as the trailer goes, it didn't release too much of what's going on, except that goddamn Enterprise is destroyed by by what looks like a, a hive of of fluid moving ships that move like they're bugs, but they do look like ships. But maybe they're bugs. Who knows? I can't tell because everything's so fast because it's a goddamn Fast and the Furious can't tell what's going on type scene because that's what people are interested in because they can't you know they don't have a fucking attention span. Um, so I, I wish I. There, there was talk originally that J.J. was going to do this movie. Yeah. Um, but now he's not. Now they got a new director. He's producing this, this movie. Um, I think I just need J.J. Abrams to do nothing but Star Trek and Star Wars movies, and I'll be happy. You know? <laughs> be- okay. Now, let me give you my take on it. Like, I think that the Fast and the Furious bit bleeds through in that dirt bike. Um, you think? Um, and, and, that, <laughs> and that is a huge turnoff for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that being said, uh, okay, so I've seen Star Trek – the original film. Mm-hmm. I've seen Star Trek where they uh, are on a whale mission. Number four. And I've seen... Personal fave. And I've seen... Uh, well, double dumbass on you. Go ahead. And, I, and I've seen the first two uh, Abrams ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the original Star Trek movie, as a kid, I fucking hated it. Yeah, it's super boring. Um, as a kid, I was like, like, I was like, I was like hungry for more Star Wars, right? Like, I was yeah. like... I was like, I need it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and, um, and my father was like, well, there's this thing called Star Trek and he brought that and like, I watched that and I was, and like, I think it was probably like five minutes in, I just turned to him and like probably crying. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, uh, you know, it, so, but now in my older years, like, like realizing that the, uh, you know, what the threat was in the original Star Trek and all that, like, I find all that shit kind of interesting now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I totally appreciate it. I, just, I still think that I, I it could use a recut. Um, yeah, it's long as shit. Yeah, but um, like half the movie, Spock's just floating in space for no fucking reason. Yeah, and half the movie is just like them showing the fucking thing dock. <laughs> yeah, um, which I mean, I get <laughs> it. Two thousand one and all that, I get yeah. it. But, oh yeah. Um, but but you know, I we're gonna Kubrick like, the shit out of this movie. I- exactly. Yep. Um, but with that being said, uh, I love the Abrams movies. Um, yeah. Because I'm meant to, right? Oh, absolutely. Like it's 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 me who he was trying to entice and mission accomplished. Yep. Um, yep. and I look at this and I'm like, I like this. Um, I'm interested. I want to see it. I mean, I'm not excited about it, but I haven't really been excited about any of them. Um, I would say that I want to see this just as much as I've wanted to see the previous two, but I'm not a Star Trek fan. You know what I mean? I'm I, I'm I'm really just a a true Star Trek fan of this new series, um, which makes a lot of people stomach curl. You know, mm-hmm. especially the second one when I'm like, I like that shit. They're Man, like, I like, I like, I like the second oh, one. Yeah, but people hate that shit. I, I know they do. Um, so like, <clears throat> like that, that that I like the idea. Like, I'm not ignorant to Star Trek. Like, and I do know that like a lot of what they're doing is about exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the idea that they, they might be doing a little bit more exploration in this movie than in previous movies. Um, it doesn't seem to be a lot of like space stuff. It seems to be a lot of like on planets that they're not comfortable with. Um, so I'm curious about that. And of course I like the, the non-Sith Sith lady. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I, I like character designs of that nature speak to my sensibilities. So I, I think Idris Elba is supposed to be the bad guy in this, like with all that makeup on, which is funny. Okay. You can't really tell it's him. I think it's him. The voice kind of sounds like him, but I can't really tell because it also sounds a little synthesized. So I'm kind of disappointed because I like that guy. I like him too, but he so. could be just as good. It's true. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it I, as much as I've looked forward to any of them, you know, in the past, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I this did for me what the Batman Superman trailer did to you for the, the second one. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, come on, man. And it's funny, dude, because like, you know, and and I will say this. I like Kirk. But I'm not like I'm not the hugest Kirk fan, you know. Right. Like I think that the show went a different direction, um, in the '90s when I was when it was popular and and, and I was digging it, um, than the original show went, and it was just a different era, you know. It's just, it's not the '60s, obviously. Sure. And um, you know, and I still like Kirk in the movies for the most part. There's just things there's things I love about William Shatner in general, um, but. I just think that this new Kirk, and I was a fan of it when I first saw it, like, oh, yeah, this dude's perfect. I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. The more I watched it, I'm like, ugh, again, here we are again. Here we go. Same old Kirk. Spock and him hate each other, and now they're best friends, and yada, yada, yada. And he's on a dirt bike, because he likes dirt bikes, because he's wild and crazy. So he had to reinvent the character because of the time slip. Bada, bada, boom. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, oh, so boring. So, and then, and like, I'm sorry, but like I hear that these Fast and Furious movies made a lot of money. I've tried to watch them. You know, I, it, it's it's funny. I got a good friend of mine who's a big fan of that series, and he's he's a lot younger than me. He's almost ten years younger than me, and and it's he's a smart dude. And normally I would like kind of like you know judge somebody if they were like a, a huge like oh god those Fast and the Furious movies they're just you know cinema at its best. 
And that's kind of how he feels sometimes about it. But then I realize, like, you've just been brainwashed on this shit from day one. And maybe that's the same with me. I've been brainwashed from Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Ghostbusters and Batman and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I'm not going to see all the cinematic flaws. And that's how he is with this. And I just feel like this is, like, the next, this is pandering to that audience. And that's just not the movie that I'm interested in seeing. And that's not the direction I'm interested in seeing the show going to if if it wants me to buy tickets. You know, and that kind of, I guess that's the, the bottom line with it. It's just, like, it's just disappointing that they're going in that direction. Um, I mean, that, that is just the, the character of Kirk has been dramatically changed. The character of Spock has been dramatically changed. And then everybody else, I feel like, is a caricature of themselves, of the original cast. Yeah. You know? See, I don't, I don't, I just like, I guess I don't know enough about it where um, it, it would make it less enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like this Spock is like super aggressive. He's like, you know, he's kind of a badass. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he was always kind of this deadpan that, that, you know, Kirk would kind of bounce off what humanity is. And he was kind of the character that was kind of chasing his humanity, even though he, he was the the least human. There's always, there's always a character in Star Trek that's kind of focused on finding their humanity or understanding your humanity or struggling with being human. Uh, and that was Spock's role. And in this, in this series, they don't fucking care. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway. Um, and, and 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 I can see how that would irritate someone who's a fan of the franchise. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, but being a new fan of the franchise, like it's all new to me. So it's like, like no, dude. As far as I know, he's always been a tap dancer. I mean, I I, what 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 would you feel if they destroyed the the Falcon in this last movie in Star Wars? Um, I'd be okay with it. For no, like just 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 to destroy it, no, for no reason. And just, well, like, you know. I mean, for for me, like, you know, like like All I right. said, like I'm I'm really I'm really into growing Star Wars, so like I'm okay with leaving most of it behind and moving mm-hmm. on. Um, I how, really want it to move on. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, like like I just want it to be something new. You know, like and we've talked about like one of our issues, um, more of an issue for me than it was for you, but but something that you definitely you know realized as well is um, there's some there's there's a lot of similarities without getting spoilery because not gonna have that conversation you know? yeah um there's a lot of similarities between uh four and seven mm-hmm. um which which we thought there would be and i think most people thought there would be and and for me like I'm, I'm like okay good we got it now let's do something different now let's let's really go because like if the next one is somebody like gets frozen in carbonite and all that like i'm out yeah i, I doubt that's gonna be the case but uh, me too but you know what i'm saying yeah so like i'm really interested in going see something i want to see new ships i want to get attached to new ships yeah you know, I, I want, I want, I want that whole experience again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, start, start. Um, the Falcon and the Enterprise, there are di- a, a huge different elements. They're not the same thing. I mean, like the whole thing about Star Trek is exploration. It's going out there and exploring. I mean, th- this is a group of scientists that are that are. You know, they want to go learn from other cultures. They, they don't necessarily want to go fight anybody. It's not like a galactic empire. They're not in, enslave anybody. You know, the Federation is looking to peacefully coexist and learn about different cultures. And, you know, the Enterprise is a symbol of that. It's a symbol of man reaching this this point in their evolution where they kind of, like, solve their bullshit, you know? And, and like, Star Trek is the most, even though there's a lot of fighting, it is the most utopian version of of humanity in the future that I think exists in cinema. Uh, and it's very hopeful, you know? 
And if, if they don't get that right, there's a problem. And I understand that when you <laughs> I know, I, I always know you mean it when you when you super pronounce the T at the end of your name. Oh, oh what, what do you mean? Like, um, and they want to get that right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that shit. Uh, and, and I just feel that it's just like, okay, here's some more, you know, space battles. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just disappointed. I feel like I feel like uh, Paramount has not put much effort into that franchise for a while. There's no there's no Star Trek on TV, which I think is is a problem. I've had a problem with it for a oh, while. That's coming. That's coming. I, it can't come soon enough because I hopefully somebody will take the reins for that and 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 do the right thing, uh, and and you know what's supposed to be done with that with that franchise. So so <clears throat> Avatar two has started shooting. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't care. I'm going to say this. What if, we, and this what, if is, just, what if we just totally moved on? Though? That would have been well, cool. no, no. I, I do want to say this. It was just kind of petty. Um, I, I don't – like that movie's not a bad movie. I, I enjoyed it when I went and saw it. I did have it. That was like the first big 3D movie, and I shit you not, I had a fucking migraine for like a yeah, day we, and a half. We both, we both saw it in 3D. Um, yeah. Hagerstown the, Theater. No, I think we were in Gettysburg. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it was the the, the storyline's enjoyable. You know, I, it was interesting. I, I am interested to see more of that universe, yada yada bullshit. Um, but for that movie to have the record it's had for as long as it's had, I, I don't. I think it's undeserving. And you know, I like James Cameron. I wish James Cameron do a Star Wars movie. That motherfucker would be badass. It'd be eight hours long, um, but it would probably be badass. And and now that this is coming out, and and it it. It will be dethroned by, by Star Wars, you know. I mean, Star Wars is breaking. I mean, Star Wars is already at like six hundred million dollars, and it hasn't even released in China yet. So I, I do want one Star Wars bit of information. It's not a spoiler. So the last podcast we had, we talked about the records, and the last record that they didn't think it was going to beat, it was seven point nine million shy of beating uh, Jurassic Park's international opening weekend. But Jurassic Park had also opened in China, which it received $99 million for. So even without opening China, um, you know, Star Wars was right there. Well, now the numbers are totaled, and it, it has surpassed. It surpassed it a lot. I think it surpassed by another $20 million or something. So it yeah, made up that, that $8.9 million or something. And it still hasn't released in China. It's not going to be released in China for another, like, two weeks. Um Jeez. So you, we're definitely going to see that $100 million from China easily, which is probably crazy because, I mean, I mean, I don't know what the average income in China, but I can't imagine that $100 million in China isn't a fucking super amount of people going to see that movie. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just th- I think there's no way that this movie – and this movie is getting good reaction from everybody. I think – I mean, th- of course, there's super fans. Like, eh, it's too much like episode four. Brr, brr, brr. And, and there, there's – you know, not everybody is happy with it. Um, but I think that the critics are, and everybody's excited about it. I mean, it's funny, dude, like at work, I went, I went to work Monday and that's all that anybody could talk about. And I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. And, and so you had a, you had a group of people like, Oh no, no, I haven't seen it. You don't say anything. And they were like running hide from everybody else. And then like for 12 hours straight, motherfuckers are just like, and I, I was talking to people and like, well, what do you, hey, hey, what do you think about it being Plagueis? And I'm like, you know who fucking Plagueis is? Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they're into it, man. I mean, people who, you know, guys, I mean, I've talked to this one guy and, you know, he you know, he's a big sports guy and he likes guns and he doesn't watch any of the movies, yada, yada, yada. 
but you know he was born in the 70s and he had all the star wars toys and like he is fucking back in you know what i mean like you know if you asked him about a star wars movie a year ago or, or two years ago before anything happened like oh i don't watch that shit anymore that's for kids and now this motherfucker is quoting darth Plagueis and his own fucking wikipedia i mean it's it is it is a phenomenon and uh so back to to whatever avatar i just i don't think it deserves that that uh title of the top grossing film of all time and i hope that star wars knocks it out of the park uh and i hope that the second one you know i i hope that it does well for if it's a good movie um but i i believe that the titanic and this this movie cameron has has a way of capitalizing on hype uh he's really good at that and they're overhyped and they 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 got a bigger piece of the pie than they deserve you don't like space fern gully anyway yeah deadpool Deadpool releases uh, notes from the script. Yeah, is this part of the Twelve Days of Deadpool? Uh, that I don't know. I think it is. It, um, it would make sense. So he releases uh, his notes given back to the director. Now we don't know if this is an actual page of script or not. Yeah. Um, but it's funny as shit. So, um, like the the actual script notes say, Deadpool continued, turns and says, "And I hope you're watching." And then Deadpool wrote like in a red marker. In parentheses, exposed self. <laughs> um, blood-stained pavement and katana shard mark the spot. The prisoner was a few seconds ago. He's gone. Deadpool turns back to Colossus with a look that could kill. And then Deadpool circled it and wrote, wearing a mask. <laughs> um, uh, was Negasonic teenage warhead. Uh, this is going to get ugly. Um, or let's see, Deadpool, I'm trying to find, oh, so you said Deadpool bum rushes Colossus and pounds him across the face with a brutal fist, clang, breaking his own wrist. And then he has bum rushes and pounds him, like circled, mm-hmm. and then writes over to the side, ooh, I'm pounding Colossus, Colossus in the bum rush. <laughs> and then um, Deadpool, ooh, Orlando Woolridge, I promise this gets worse for you. And then he circles it and writes, Alt, Orlando Blooming Onion. <laughs> um, later on down there, uh, Deadpool holds up two limp wrists like an effeminate boxer. Like an effeminate boxer. Deadpool says, all the dinosaurs feared the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he writes next to it, and herpes. Deadpool throws a roundhouse kick. Deadpool grimaces. He scratches that out and says, overused verb. Change it or I walk. <laughs> Um, the ankle turns in a full circle. Crack was um, Deadpool continued. Heard of the one-legged man in the ass-kicking contest, and he circled it and wrote classic. <laughs> and then it said uh, "20th Century Fox duplication prohibited." At the bottom, he scratched out "duplication prohibited" and wrote "best studio ever," and then put an asterisk. And then down at the bottom, it says "except for X-Men: Origins Wolverine." <laughs> nice. So like they like they I would tell you like this is the best marketing campaign we've seen for a comic movie since Dark Knight. Yeah, and uh, like all that gorilla shit that they used to do back in Dark Knight. Yeah, for, like for they, those who don't know, like they would like go to a comic book store and like drop some shit in in like a pile of comics and then walk yep. out. Yeah, they they would also like uh they they took like they 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 put up political billboards for Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like a, a film advert. I mean, it was a film advertisement, but it didn't say like the Dark Knight on June whatever. It just it was just like I believe in Harvey Dent, like as like a a, a political billboard. Yeah, 
Brilliant. Um, yeah, really brilliant. Uh, they handed out buttons at like political functions. Like it was yeah. crazy the shit that they did. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I got, God, I got so much. There's so much Star Wars news. Um, I know. Trying to like filter through it all. Uh, Mark Ruffalo talks about the Hulk, saying okay. that there's probably not going to be. You know, we've talked about this prior, uh-huh. but like he doesn't foresee you know a Hulk standalone movie because there's some screwy rights in regards to um, the movie. So basically, what I'm getting from this is that Universal had the rights, they failed to um, release to, to make a Hulk sequel. So. Th- some of the rights went back to Marvel Studios, but when Marvel sold it to to Disney, something changed there, and Universal still has their hand in some of the distribution stuff. So Hulk can be in an Avenger movie or in a Captain America movie, but a standalone Hulk movie, it gets it gets murky, and there basically has to be an agreement with Marvel uh, and Disney, kind of how Sony has allowed Spider-Man to be used. So. You know, we don't know if it's going to happen. You know, Universal might still want to keep that property, especially now that somebody's doing Hulk right. Um, but, you know, it doesn't look, you know, the outcome is kind of bleak in regards to that. So, you know, I, you know, what do you, do you even want a Hulk movie, standalone movie? Yeah, I do. I don't, I don't know if I do. Um, and it's funny when the, when the, when the Ang Lee's, Ang Lee's Hulk came out, there was a lot of speculation that this was going to be huge because it, the Hulk is a popular character. Um, you know, the Incredible Hulk TV show with Bill Bixby was very popular back in the day. Um, you know, it's always been a, a fun character. He's he's had a cartoon series. He's just he's iconic, uh, and it's just interesting. And that and that movie was fucking shit. And oh, it was terrible. Um, and you know, it really had a black eye. And then the Incredible Hulk that came out with Marvel was was a lot better. But it, it still had its own problems. There's a, a bit. I mean, that was. I think that was Marvel Studios' second film, and it, it wasn't as well received as Iron Man. Um, you know, the direct. I think the director had a had an issue with what's his face, who played Banner. Um, uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, there's some beef there. So. Yeah, I think more so for the second one. Like the, they were gonna do a second one, and Norton wanted it to go one way, and the director wanted it to go another way. And yeah, yeah. That was the end of that. But um. Like I think there's great. Like if they did like a World War Hulk or something like that, or um, Planet Hulk, or like did something crazy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I like, I, but I'm not even interested in seeing a World War Hulk story. I don't really like like that. Doesn't really even strike my fancy. You know that whole that whole World War Hulk, Planet Hulk. You know, I love Planet Hulk. I mean, it it wasn't bad, but it's like it's like it's a, it's I've seen it. I've done that. They made a good cartoon of it. It was entertaining. I watched it once and never need to watch it again. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, like, I think it would have a totally different spin. You know, like, Civil War is not going to be Civil War. That's true. That's true. Um, Sony animated Spider-Man movie has been delayed. Um, oh, because the guy got arrested, right? I have no idea. Or the Ultimate Spider-Man character guy got arrested. I don't know if that was a different cartoon. I think it was a DUI. No. Oh, really? I think this was going to be, like, a CG Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, like, the voice actor. Oh... Um, but I, it was an Ultimate Spider-Man. Is it an Ultimate Spider-Man movie? It just said animated Spider-Man movie delayed until December 2018. Not sure. Um, what about the Quentin Tarantino shit? Um, yeah, let's talk about that. So I'll, I'll just read the article. This is from Comic Book Resources. It's a pretty good site. But it says, uh, During his appearance on the Howard Stern Show, director Quentin Tarantino explained how Disney is pushing his 70mm The Hateful Eight out of uh, Arclight Cinemas. According to Tarantino, Disney threatened to pull Star Wars The Force Awakens out of all locations if the film couldn't stay in the L.A. theater's renowned Cinema Dome. Uh, 
mm-hmm. which is where the Hateful Eight was scheduled to start playing on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was real bad news, and it fucking pissed me off, said Tarantino, who included the Cinerama logo and the opening credits of the film. It's vindictive, it's mean, it's extortion. I love J.J. Abrams. I'm not saying it's the Star Wars people, it's the Disney people, he added. Uh, during the episode, Stern made an appeal to Disney CEO Bob Iger, or Eager? Iger, let's go with. Yeah, I like that better. Who is a listener of the show. Listen, Bob, I don't give a shit about this theater. (laughs) Quentin's a weirdo. Sorry, Quentin. (laughs) I love Howard Stern, man. Mm -hmm. They've got the stupid 70 millimeter. They got all that shit that he cares about. He just wants to show his goddamn movie there. You're sitting on top of the world. You've got Star Wars. What do you, what, what, do you need this? Tarantino's The Hateful Eight uh, Bows on Christmas Day. Uh, starring Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill in a, I don't know, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens open, opens Friday. Um, so, yeah, that that, that, that does kind of suck. Maybe. Like, if you, have a, if, you, if you have a deal with somebody, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's just like, uh, I feel like... I, like, I kind of feel, you know what, man? Like, ahead. see, I, I, this is hard for me to to go at it like unbiased but you know what man fuck Quentin Tarantino and I'm just like you know what it, it like he's notoriously a schmuck you know okay and, but take him out of it okay take him out of it add anybody else add Martin Scorsese um well I don't think people would do that to Martin Scorsese because he's not a schmuck uh, you, so you think they did it as a, a schmuck move instead of as a money move um I think it was a money move I think if, if Disney said if you won't play it here, we're taking it out of all your theaters. It's a gangster move. That's that's for sh- damn sure. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I I I I, I hate the fact like people like Quentin Tarantino who think they're artists, you know, and because they're artists, they can kind of do whatever they want that they want and and say whatever they want, and people have to like deal with that and fucking. Their 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 ideas and values are, are more important because they're artists and their needs are more important because they're artists. I mean, what if people who go to that theater just want to fucking see Star Wars more? They want to see a Hateful Eight. Well, they'll choose with their money. Yeah, but I mean, they won't be able to if if Star Wars isn't in there. Yeah, but I mean, they're gonna find another theater to see Star Wars. I'm saying, what if they want to see in that theater? I'm saying that that I definitely think they probably would want to see. That and also, it, it, but it's it, about for me, it's a matter of being true to your word. Like if you had a contract that you were going to do it a certain kind of way, and then you you double back on that, for me that's that for me that's. I a, mean, that's, yeah, I mean the, the the theater did fuck up. I'm not that's saying what the I'm theater don't about. fuck up. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I just think it's a, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. Like I think that like I would have been impressed if they said, look, we know we're going to lose money. You know, we love Star Wars. We know Star Wars is going to rake the money in. We don't want to lose Star Wars, but you know, we we got to honor our commitments. We we'd actually prefer to show Star Wars. But we got to honor our commitments. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, money's in a walk, and I mean, I, I definitely exactly. there. I don't. I don't want to say it's extortion. It's just business. And they're like, listen, man, uh, you know, who's who's paying the bills? We're gonna pay the bills, or is Quentin Tarantino gonna pay the bills? Because it's not like that movie's gonna even do that well in the theater. I mean, it'll make money. You know, it right. won't be a flop. No, I mean, and his, but, uh, yeah, his, but it's, it's not gonna be a star. It's not gonna be a blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna go see it. It's gonna be Quentin Tarantino. He says shit doesn't say shit. I mean, there's gonna be a Heavy use of the N word and some provocative shit, and you know, and Quentin Tarantino is going to be in it because he thinks he's Hitchcock and yada yada yada. Um, and it's you know, it is what it is, and it's going to go to DVD soon. So fuck him. 
But I mean, right. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think that that has anything to do necessarily with the. I, I just think it's some. I just think it it does suck. You know, like I, I think that. It's, I, I, but I'm 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 just I'm just that way in general. Like if you give your word on something, you fucking stand up to your word. It, yeah. it may not be the fucking best decision you made. It, it, you may have to suffer for it, but fucking you made but a also, decision. But also, you, you know, gotta be, you too, gotta be also too. Wait a minute, you got to be responsible and you got to be held accountable for that decision. Yeah, but also too, you, you don't know the you don't know the ins and outs of the deal. You know, he might have reserved it, and there might be a clause in there like, "Hey, listen, you know, you, you have a a uh, pseudo reserve. You know, we'll, you know, we're going to pencil you in, but if something else comes along, we do reserve the right to change it as need be, as as business need. You know, it that's might be true. one of those things too. It, it could be, but just going off the information that we have, that's how I feel. Yeah, but all we have is his side, and of course, he's going to feel a certain way about it because it's it's you know, and all, true, and, and, but I'm not going to go out and assume. I, I'm not assuming either right. side that there is this, you know, this yeah. clause. like, and I feel like, you know, like that—that that would be an easy put a bit of information to put out there by this this very large company. Have they said? Have they said anything about it? Not that I can find. Yeah. I also think that uh, that this is also a, a like I'm not all right. This is probably the best thing that could ever happen for Quentin Tarantino's movie. Possibly, because yeah. because people who may have may not all right people who love Quentin Tarantino are going to go watch the movie regardless right people are like yeah he's okay they might say well, you know I'm definitely going to go see it now because fuck Star Wars you know what I mean so he'll, he'll probably end up making more money about it it's, pro- it's free publicity because he's he gets to uh, attach his shit to Star Wars so thanks Star Wars go fuck yourself Quentin I don't think I still I still don't necessarily think it's go fuck yourself Quentin I mean <laughs> even even be sure to specify that it's not an anti Star Wars thing you know. Yeah, because he doesn't want to anger the Star Wars fans. Well, I, I also think he wants to clarify that, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fucking with you, JJ, and I'm not even trying to fuck with your movie. I'm talking directly to this, this powerhouse that has, you know, come in and, and fuck the situation here. Yeah, well, he'll make some Disney, you know, slight next movie he makes. I mean, are you even, are you really even excited about the Hateful Eight? No. I mean, do you even care? No. Are, do, are you? Were you interested in going to see it in the theater? No. No, this isn't about me. Oh no, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I haven't seen the last Tarantino movie I saw in the theater was Kill Bill. Um, really? Yeah, because uh, like I I hated Kill Bill. Um, I never bothered watching Kill Bill two. Um, I love Django. Um, and has he done anything else? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, like, so, like, you know, don't get me wrong. I love more of his movies than I don't. I think The Hateful Eight is his eighth film. Okay, well, let's see. Pulp Fiction, Foxy Brown, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill, Kill Bill 2, Django, Hateful Eight, so we're missing one. If that's the if that's the case. I guess he did a little part of Four Rooms, but that doesn't really count. Well, no, I gotta go find it. I gotta go find it. <clears throat> But yeah, like this isn't about like I mean I like I like Tarantino like I, I think he's funny I think he's a riot like I, I like listening to him talk and stuff I think he's a pretty funny guy but um but this isn't this isn't about him or it could be the Fast and the Furious guy or you know it could be you know uh, Avatar guy and I still be like man it's just it just sucks you know like I I know what it's like to fucking have your you know have your hopes set on on the word of someone else or another company or you know what I mean like the the brainstorm comic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get your book in a week, mm-hmm. you know, and then not be able to keep your word. And yeah. like, if, 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 if there was a way that you could keep your word, you should have fucking given it to me. Yeah. You know, I, but I take people's word seriously. So I guess I'm, I'm empathizing. 
All right, Hateful Eight, oh, Glorious Bastards. Oh, and Glorious Bastards. So, yeah, I love every single one of his movies with the exception of the Kill Bill. All right, so Reservoir Dogs, love it. Pulp Fiction. Love it. Uh, Jackie Brown. Love it. Kill Bill 1, Kill Bill 2. Hate it. Um, Inglorious Bastards, Django, love Hateful it. Eight. So this is his eighth film. Now, he did do like a short in, in Death Proof, a short in Grindhouse, uh, special guest director on um, Sin City. Yeah, he did. The, Four yeah. Rooms, he did a segment. Correct. Uh, My Best Friend's Birthday. Uh, that was an 87. I don't know what that is. Oh, I so, guess, like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of I it. guess, I guess that is, that does count. So maybe that's not his eighth. Maybe that's not, he does, he's not counting that one. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it's like his, his eight official, I yeah. directed these movies. Yeah. He might have, he might have wrote all those movies too. I mean, he is a good writer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, true he, romance he, is awesome. Dialogue is possibly one of the best. Oh, dude, we got a, we got a fucking true romance reference in, in an interview we did on uh, Beer, Beers and Bolters. It was a subtle one, too. A very subtle one. That the guy dropped? Yeah, that the, the guy I was interviewing dropped. And I was like, did you just fucking quote True Romance on me? He's like, good catch, buddy. There's nice. something on that line. He didn't say it like that, but you know, in my mind he did. Hmm. So that's all that's important. Um, But yeah, I, um, you know, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's... If if I was like his studio, he usually uses Miramax, I think, mm-hmm. which is um, Sony, right? No, uh, is it Miramax Disney? I don't know. I thought Miramax is Disney. If if it is, I guess I guess it's not. I guess he's not using them anymore for this movie. Well, I, I, isn't Miramax like Disney's rated R? No, I don't even know what they're. I don't even know if they have a rated R. Their PG thirteen is Touchstone usually, but they own a ton hold, of shit. Hold on a second. <clears throat> There's no telling. Um, yeah, Miramax is owned by Disney. Okay, then I would guess that they're not. Doing that, that is so funny. Because <laughs> I think, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe is maybe I'm wrong about that. Then let me see. Uh... Let me go back to IMDb. That's some funny shit. If that's if that's a, the truth. I mean, he usually does Miramax. I think you're right. Would you find where I would imagine it would have to be in the uh, <clears throat> the first Miramax project? Wait, uh, yeah, it was definitely Miramax. That's funny. So, if that's the case, I'm, I'm gonna step back. Disney has every right to do whatever they want to do it. They're they're distributing the film. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about that he has used them in the past. I'm not. Oh, at, oh, 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 oh. I'm not looking at um at the hateful eight. Um, and maybe, maybe there's bad blood there. Maybe it was fucking vind- vindictive. You know, that would be even more of a bummer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the guy's movie. I'll definitely see this on DVD. I just, it's hard for me to get out to the theater, you know, the kids and all that. So, uh, the um, hateful eight is by Miramax. who's owned by Disney. Um, so they have every right to choose, to choose whatever, probably if that's the case. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, well, you know what? I, I I shouldn't say that. Let me step back because I don't know how that works. You know, yeah, it doesn't seem like it seems like it's more of a situation where Disney is dealing directly with this, um, you know, this cinema. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever. Yeah. So that is a a thing that is going on. I also saw there's going to be a, a Gwenpool comic. Did you see that? Uh, I saw a picture of it. Is that supposed to be Gwen Stacy as Deadpool? 
Yeah, like that to me seems like very, very desperate. I mean, uh, correct me, you know. I'm, I'm so tired of that shit. I just feel like it seems to me it just seems like more of a desperate move um, by Marvel to like slam Deadpool yeah. into something else. This is successful, and this is successful. Let's combine it. Like, yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, me neither. I mean, it's not, I guess, really fair. I mean, not giving it a shot, but fuck giving it a shot. I'm not, a fair, I'm not a fan. I'll hate it because I can. I'm not a fan of the concept. Yeah. Regardless, regardless if, if they're able to do something interesting with it. I mean, like, for an example, you know, I wouldn't be a fan of Darth Vader being a good guy and going and fighting the good fight, even though it might be a good story. I'm just not a fan of that concept right now. Um, so. Iron Fist casting and production details revealed. Hmm, what do we got? I am pulling it up. This is according to comicbook.com, which is also a pretty good uh, comic book site. Um, so Marvel's Iron Fist will begin production under the working title Kick in April 2016. Casting calls have gone out for the series, including two series regulars. The casting descriptions are as follows. Dylan Kendall, 25 to 28 years old, handsome, sophisticated, independent, and a loner, series regular. Harry Marshall, 45 to 50 years I old. get my resume ready. <laughs> um, Caucasian, highly intelligent, merciless, confident, and arrogant, physically active, series regular. While the names are scrambled for pre-production, Dylan Kendall could certainly be our lead character. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the kids that got me sick. I should edit that out, but I'm no, not going no, to. No, leave it in. Um, Danny Rand, though... Uh, so the name sounds closer to Orson Randall, an older Iron Fist who trained Danny's father, Wendell Rand. Orson Randall agrees age slowly, being in peak physical shape and possessed by the power of the Iron Fist, but a 28-year-old actor may still be pushing it for a guy who fought in World War I. Mm-hmm. Harry Marshall seems likely to be Harold um, Meacham, or Meckham, the man who betrayed the Rand family, killing Wendell and his wife and indirectly leading to Danny to Kunlun, uh, though he lost his legs to the cold, Meckham eventually returned to the United States and took control of the company he co-owned with Wendell. There he bided his time until Danny's return so he could take his revenge. Uh, finally, Carrie Ann Moss will reprise her role as Jerry Hogarth for the series. Moss first appeared in The Calculating Lawyer and Marvel's Jessica Jones. and Marvel Comics, Jerry Hogarth is a friend of Wendell Rand, who later represents Danny Rand, the Rand Corporation, and the Heroes for Hire Ventures started by Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Yeah. I, I like the building a broader universe kind of idea. Yeah. Now with that. Um, also, according to uh, comicbookmovie.com, uh, Suicide Squad movie synopsis revealed. Mm. So skip ahead five minutes if you don't want teasers or, or spoilers. Possibly, I haven't read it. So nestled inside some solicitations for DC Collectibles merchandise, DC Entertainment has released a new synopsis for Suicide Squad. Uh, David Ayers, or Ayers, forthcoming villain-centric DC movie. You can not You can check it out below. It feels good to be bad. Assembled a team of the world's most dangerous incarcerated supervillains, provide them with the most powerful arsenal of government disposal, uh, and send them off on a mission to defeat an enigmatic, insuper, insu, insuperable entity. U.S. intelligence officer Amanda Waller has determined only in a secretly convened group of dis, despicable individuals with next to nothing to lose will do. However, once they realized they weren't picked to succeed but chosen for their patent culpability, god damn, I mean, it's a thesaurus with this group. Mm-hmm. When the inevitable fail, when they inevitably fail, will the Suicide Squad resolve to die trying or decide it's every man for himself? 
directed and written by David Ayer of Fury, our Ayer, and features in an all-star cast. Um, so no, nothing real. Sporting. No, yeah, nothing I, much. Kind of knew that this was going to be the case. Yeah. Just given it's subject. pretty much given out in the name Suicide Squad. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm interested to see to see kind of where that goes. I guess. I just think it's going to be. I I don't think it, it could be a bad. All right. It could probably be a bad quote unquote movie, but I think that a collection of scenes with those characters will be wildly entertaining no matter what the fucking plot is. You know? Yeah. I, I, I just think that it's, they can't lose. You know, it's too, it's too big to fail. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm going to see it. Yeah, me too. Um, we do have a bit of Hasbro news. I got some, I, I, I stumbled upon some um, Batman v Superman. I, I did too. Spoiling I was going to get there news. next. Okay. You want to do Hasbro first? Well, yeah, I was going to head into a, a bit of a toy talk and then bring it back with, uh, because that's that's the news you're talking about, right? No. Oh. I'm talking about plot plot releases on that. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. Go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll do it that way then. All right. So this this is potentially super spoily. This allegedly came out because there's some you know there's a a script out there that somebody found. There's you know some script synapses. Yada yada yada. Um, dude, do you want to hear this? Because we have not talked about this yet. Mm-hmm. All right. This is like some big shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. About okay. Okay, so apparently there there's going to be some time jumps in the movie. The movie's going to you know start out uh, at one point of Superman and Batman's uh, meetup. Batman will beat Superman. Okay, we don't know to what level, and there will be you know like he'll you know obviously he won't kill him, um, but he will teach him a lesson, and. There's a lot of time that goes between that and 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 um, you know Wonder Woman showing up in Doomsday, right? So the Doomsday basically is there's a a, a deep that this part is actually pretty cool, and I'm I'm actually on board. So some of the things they haven't explained fully in the Superman universe now is that Krypton is so controlling, is so Big Brother. That not only, you know, are, are are you genetically made to perform a specific tasks, you know, they can kind of control how everybody thinks, how everybody acts, and, and whatever. I mean, you know, that's that was which was so crazy. That's why they kind of refused to, you know, realize that the planet was dying. You know, they're just kind of so pre-programmed to just continue like little machines that uh, it was it was causing causing failure. And, and Zod wanted to purge certain bloodlines. Um, and, and you know, kind of refine and and go the next step of what they're doing. But e- even the way you think is pretty much controlled. So much so that apparently there's a failsafe that is embedded in the genetic code of the Kryptonians. That if you start tampering with it, there's a doomsday protocol. And that Clark is does not have this because he was actually uh, naturally born. It wasn't programmed into him. So when when um, Lex starts fucking with the chamber that we the scenes we've seen, and perhaps Zod's genetic code is that the doomsday result is basically if somebody finds a Kryptonian and starts fucking fucking with their genes, a doomsday creature will come and basically just destroy the world, whatever world that is. 
you know, to kind of protect the Kryptonian heritage. And if that is true, um, that's pretty fucking badass. I think it's, I think it's a cool twist on the whole Doomsday character. It it gives meaning to the kind of stupid name, um, and uh, it gives meaning to the purpose of this raging monster is, and it also really I think further develops how fucked up Kryptonian culture had has become um, before Kal-El's birth. Uh, so I kind of like that. So I, I don't think it's going to be I don't necessarily know if it's going to be Zod reanimated or Zod, um, you know, Frankenstein's. But if it's something that Lex unleashes by accident, and, and it's more Kryptonian, <laughs> you, you just you just accident, <laughs> and and not and not just Lex hijinks, I, I think that's I think that's more interesting storytelling. Storytelling, right? Also, apparently, there's like a six month gap between the first time Batman and Superman go at it, and <clears throat> uh, later when they go at it again, um, and then before Doomsday. Uh, Aquaman's in the film twice, um, and Cyborg is kind of used as a as a scapegoat, um, a, a propaganda piece by Lex. Like, oh, look at this poor human that was he was basically apparently he was injured during the the event. We're barely keeping him alive, and I guess he he kind of becomes a, a propaganda piece for look what these aliens have done. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Um, Wonder Woman is in it uh, throughout, and I think it's a little bit more deeper than um, than we think. I think that she is she is there to also warn humanity about the other threats out there. Like it's not just Kryptonians. Like I think she knows about the new gods and Doomsday and stuff like that. Like I think that she might be part of that pantheon, which would be interesting uh, if alien like, if if the if the Amazons are aliens who have come to Earth way back when, um, and, and they might have been the why humanity had their mythology about the Greek gods and everything, like they might have been real people but just aliens, um, and then at one point they remove themselves from humanity and like hit on Thermoscara, and you know they can cloak their island or whatever they're doing, but they know that there's another alien threat, and they know that Superman coming and revealing himself will ultimately draw more threats to to earth and if that's the case i like that too because it's you know there's going to be a problem because in the first movie they established paraguay said something very powerful can you imagine how the world would react if they found out that there are people like this that can do what this guy did and you know they they went for this ultra realism which is cool and i like it but if you're you know, Superman is not the most fantastic thing in the DC universe, right? And so if you make this kind of a shock and all thing of what he can do, and then you start bringing in even more, fant- oh, now we have gods that are Greek gods, you know? If you start bringing that in, you, you better be pre- prepared to get around that, how fantastic everything else is. And if they go the way about being aliens and there's other things that have happened and, you know, the government maybe has, like, you know, kept it quiet throughout the years, like they've known about this stuff and they've kept it quiet. If they had a treaty with Thermoscare, but they don't want everybody to know, I think that they, they're they going to have to world build that a little bit and it could be interesting and it could be very, very uh, plausible. Um, so I, I like that that's why Wonder Woman is showing up, that she's got a purpose. Like, all right, 
we have hidden this planet somehow, some way with our technology from all the other aliens, and we've hidden ourselves from you to let you be you. But that time has passed, and threats are coming, and you know, Wonder Woman's like, all right, I want to, you know, I want to help, man. I like that. That that works for me. Um, it sounds like there's going to be even more in this movie than we thought. I mean, th- this movie is going to go crazy. Uh, Which brings me to my. Well, well, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Also, that one, the Parademon Dream and Batman attacking Superman. Uh, I mean, Superman attacking Batman, ripping off his mask and everything. That is a nightmare. That is a reoccurring nightmare for Bruce. Like he keeps on having that nightmare. Um, and you don't know. And we don't know why he's having that nightmare, if, or if there's anybody else that's affecting him. You know, like uh, you know, maybe there's somebody's projecting that to him. So. It, and also, the movie's going to be um, two over two and a half hours. So they they've got some some preliminary run times as well. So um, Aquaman is very small; like he's one and two. He's in two scenes, and one of the scenes at the end is them coming together to form the Justice League. So that's where you see Cyborg and the Flash and Aquaman again. And it's like, all right. So my guess would be that Doomsday is not the main villain. That there's going to be another, another thing. I wonder if Doomsday is like the mid, is like in the middle of the movie. Well, I got, I might have an answer for you. Okay, and and we we actually do get some preliminary dark side stuff, um, and like the the Justice League movie is going to be like prepare for the invasion. So, so. Mattel released a three toy box set mm-hmm. of Batman, Superman, and Lex and Power Armor. Yes. Titled Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's a fair chance that we'll see Lex and Power Armor as the main villain. Yeah. Oh, I do have one other thing. Um, Lex does lose his hair and become sick from working with all this Kryptonian. Um, see, I just read a, I just read an interview from the staff that said he he rips it out. He rips out his hair. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't no, know. no 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm getting my bald man confused. This was from um, Ap- uh, Apocalypse X Men Apocalypse. Oh, like. Like he rips it out, he rips yeah, out his hair. Yeah, like he rips. Uh, Xavier rips his hair out. Why? Is like he crazy? goes. He like I, I think it's I think it's when he gets uh, possessed by Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He starts going a bit crazy and like in a fit of rage, rips his hair out. Like it is supposed to be pretty emotionally powerful. That's interesting. Um, so I don't know if the the Kryptonian uh, technology is making him crazy as well. Um, like become a psychopath but it, it it's what makes it, it makes him sick and makes his hair fall out so they have said that um which i think would be interesting too is if, if uh and that that is within old school canon you know there's some experiment that went that went awry back in the day that which made lex kind of a mad scientist um you know so i'm interested to see where that goes but continue with anything else with the Mattel stuff? No, no, just that they released uh, images of that box set. Uh, comic Book Dork actually sent it to us. Cool. Um, uh, via via a Facebook Messenger. And, yeah. Um, it looks, I think it looks stupid. Oh, like you, you can actually see his uh, yeah. armor? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. where's that at, man? I think it's in our messages. In, in the Facebook? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think it, it I mean, it, it, he's wearing like this helmet. It looks like a drone. I don't know. It's it's green and purple. Um, I just don't know. There's this this movie is very much up in the air to me now. Um, 
I don't see it, man. Uh, let me see. I'll send it to you in. Um, I'll send it to you in Instant Messenger. Just hold on one second. Um, I just I'm not like this. This movie has really gone from something I was super excited about to something that I'm just going to see now. Um, I've like I'm 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 so unsure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I, I don't even. I want to think about it too much. I'm I don't even know you anymore. Yeah, it's just it's it just seems it, it, like it seems like everything that I have loved about DC movies so far, with the exception of Green Lantern, um, is kind of falling by the wayside. I sent it to you. Um, it's just like uh, yeah, that that looks stupid. Yeah. That looks super stupid. Yeah. Um. I can tell you right now. I'm, I'm not buying that. That's what it looks like. There's no way. There, that that is like that is some toy interpretation. That is some toy. Invent. I, the fact that it looks like that makes me believe there's no chance that Lex Armor is going to be in this movie. So let me uh, describe it. It's a it's a box. Um, it's a box set, and I, um, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. It's a box set. In the upper left-hand corner, it has the Batman vs. Superman logo. Um, bottom left corner is the DC logo, so it's all it all looks legit uh, in that regard. And then it has Batman in the power armor suit, which with a removable helmet, which looks pretty screen accurate mm-hmm. uh, for for a for a you know a regular retail type. Yeah, Mattel toy. Yeah, um, and then a Superman, which looks same, looks screen accurate in the sense that of, a, of a retail toy. Um, and then it has this green monster robot um, with long purple arms uh, and an orange visor. And it says Lex Luthor underneath him. Mega exclusive, exclusive mega, mega armor. armored Lex Luthor uh, exclamation point. Yeah. Just three and up. And uh, the, the Lex Luthor robot looks uh, disproportionate. Uh, the legs look short. The arms look small. It looks like a Power Ranger monster. Um, or worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it. there's no way. That is definitely somebody at Mattel who invented something. Uh, let's hope. I, I mean, there's no way. I mean, I, I'm... There's no way. There's no way that's legit. It just, it looks, it doesn't look very... It looks so subpar that nobody in their right mind would make something that looked like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear you. No, I mean, I mean, it's just like... No, I'm saying I I, yeah. I agree with I agree with that. Um, however, like you know, a lot of people have said the same about Doomsday. Um, I don't think Doomsday looks bad. I didn't like, say it, you it, did. like yeah, but it, it, like I don't even. But think I said that. a lot of people have been like, "They're out of their fucking mind." This looks terrible. This looks you know like like he's getting a lot of bad criticism. Uh, shout out to Andrew. Um, he wrote me and, and said that like uh, during episode seven. It was the first time in his movie-going experience where a trailer came on and the audience booed. Yeah, and that was, was interesting. And it was the Batman vs. Superman trailer, which breaks my heart because, like, I really want these characters to kind of be as loved and, and like, and, you know, um, embraced as kind of mainstream America has embraced the Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like one step forward, two steps back with them every fucking time. It is stressful. It is. It is very stressful. I don't. I don't know where they're going to go from here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, dude. I'd. I'd. I'd almost say that this. 
I almost say by looking at this, we shouldn't even be concerned with it. Well, I mean, this is, I mean, this, my opinions don't hinge on this fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, where are we at time-wise? Um, don't worry about that. Let's just, worry, let's just focus on the quality of the show that we want to give. <laughs> um, what about Christmas movies? Oh, yeah. We had, oh, no, there was one other thing. I oh, remember. there was one other thing. Mattel, I mean, the Hasbro merger. Go so, Hasbro has, um, and I think that a lot of us saw this coming, uh, but with the success of Marvel, with the success of Star Wars, um, Hasbro has, mer- and, and, and with the success of New 52, I guess, in fairness, Hasbro has merged their universes. Yes. So, Paramount, Hasbro, Paramount and Hasbro have united G.I. Joe, Rom, and Micronauts all into one universe. And people on the floor uh, in the fandom are also saying this will include Transformers and Mask. Um, And that Mask will be heavily rolled into uh, G.I. Joe as like a separate G.I. Joe division. Um, And they mentioned Mask twice. I'm going to read the article now. Okay. Taking full advantage of their literal toy box, Hasbro and Paramount Pictures plans to create an interconnected movie universe that unites G.I. Joe, Micronauts, Visionaries, Mask, and Rom. Uh, Paramount and Hasbro have had a long-standing relationship, and we're proud of the success we've enjoyed at the Transformers and G.I. Joe franchises. Uh, we're excited to grow our agreement and make even more movies based upon these powerful uh, and popular Hasbro characters in their worlds. As the two have already done with Transformers, Paramount, and Hasbro's AllSpark Pictures plan to establish a writer's room to create a blueprint for this movie universe. Paramount has already released two G.I. Joe films, Rise of Cobra and G.I. Joe Retaliation, neither of which were greeted warmly by the fans or critics. A third installment of the franchise was officially announced in 2013, but it's unknown whether this new deal will change those plans. Hasbro first teased a potential Micronauts movie based on the 1970 sci-fi toy line in 2009, Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command, which inspired a short-lived 1980s TV series, was listed as a new brand by the toy maker over the summer, suggesting a revival of the action figure, a revival of the action figures. So... And they did mention Mask in Transformer movie and the G.I. Joe movie, right? There's Easter eggs. Uh, that I don't know. That I, I, I just can't confirm or deny off, off, off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure somebody mentions like the, the, the Mask program or something like that. Um, but I, I think that for, for me, um, the saving grace would be if we could get some cool mass toys. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, man. You know, if we could get some cool mass toys and, um, the visionaries original cartoon series released on DVD, just do what you want. Hasbro. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. That's perfect. Make I mean, all the movies, your little hearts desire. Like, I don't know how, um, how they translate that to film though. Visionaries. Who knows? That might be a weird one. And how do you incorporate it into, like, this modern day, like, with everybody Well, else? it would definitely have to be another planet. You know? But how would you, inter- I guess you could have Optimus Prime and his space boots get there. That's how you would interconnect it. Yeah. Or, and they might not even, you might not have a, a crossover film. We just know that it's in the same universe, you know? I hear you. It just seems like everybody's trying to follow that formula. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would be really su- surprised if they interconnected the universes went 
to mention visionaries as part of that interconnection and then didn't have them actually connect somehow. Um, yeah. Literally connect. Maybe it'll be a human that falls on that planet or something. You know? Yeah. Mark or, Walburn. Um, or space boots. Yeah. I just don't think that you can have an Optimus Prime, you know, come and visit somebody in the visionary world. That'd be crazy. Yeah, well, I can give you a I can rattle off a list of crazy things that exist in the Transformers universe as far as the movie. That is true. Um, so Christmas movies. Okay. Top five. Go. Top five. Jesus. Okay. Um, Elf. Okay. Number one, or no particular order. No particular order. Okay. Um, Elf. Okay. Um, Christmas Vacation. Okay. Um. Damn. Does Die Hard count as a Christmas movie? Uh, I, I, I will, I will allow it. <laughs> I will allow it. Ah, <laughs> uh, one that you have to watch every year that you love. I actually am a fan of the Santa Claus. Okay, the, is that Tim Allen? The Tim Allen one, yeah. Dude, what if he did a whole ton of blow? <laughs> I'm sure he was doing blow. <laughs> no, I mean as Santa Claus. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be even better. Oh, so good. Um, it's just snowballs, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I want to see a, a a Christmas story, but you know, I kind of think that one gets gets a little bit uh, a little bit, uh, and it's not overrated, you know. But it's just choose choose your words carefully, sir. Yeah, I mean, I like a Christmas story. Don't get me wrong, but like, it, it's just one of those that 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 does a lot. It does a lot with a little, you know. Um, how about Home Alone? Is that a Christmas movie? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's five, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. All right, Elf. Elf, Santa Claus, Christmas, Christmas vacation. vacation. I, but I want to do Scrooge too. Mm, gonna have to make a sacrifice. Oh. And then you said Home Alone, and you said uh, a Christmas story. Christmas story. And then you kind of mentioned Die Hard, but I don't know if you included it or not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't serious about that. Okay. Um. Oh, and then there's a Grinch. Oh, then there's Bad Santa. Yep. Fuck. There's so many. I don't, I, I don't think you need. I, I don't think you can give me a top five. It's almost as if one comes out every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they hate Batman Returns. <laughs> I, I don't count that one really. Really? Not as a De- Christmas movie. Definitely a Christmas movie. Definitely takes place during Christmas. Merry Christmas, Alfred is the last line of the movie. Oh, I, I didn't say it didn't take place during Christmas. <laughs> hey, what? Whoa, whoa! There's an important one we missed. What's that? And I'm fucking serious about this. Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, that is a good one. It's a classic. Classic, yeah, absolutely. It's a classic. Not all my right. favorite. Not my favorite of the Ernest repertoire. Um, oh, by by my, oh no no by by all means, but it's a classic. What's your favorite? Uh, you know, I, I kind of like Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. When he, oh, when he finds God. that when he finds <laughs> that mylac, you know that 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 tub of mylac. I'm, you know, I'm familiar. Yeah, I mean that that's that's classic Steve. With the little uh, <laughs> um, Ernest goes to camp is certainly my favorite. Man. Ernest goes to camp is good too. Was um, that the first one? I used to think that the little ragtag of like outcasts were like super cool. Oh, his little buddies that the eyes wiggle back and forth. No, 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 not no, not them. Um, the bad like the bad kids. I don't even remember. They, they like get sent to the camp. They're like juvenile delinquents or whatever. They like no. get sent to the camp, <laughs> and they like they like learn how to work together and yeah. um, fight for good. 
But like, I, I remember, like, I was like, man, like, they're cool as shit. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, look at their cool vests and rebellious buttons. <laughs> Two words that should never be put together as cool <laughs> and vest. Hey, Marty McFly, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. He was, um, okay. Let's just he, talk about, let's just talk about, let's just go through a list of movies and, and have Ernest, a like it. I don't let's even... talk about Ernest movies instead. <laughs> uh, no, uh, let's see. So, like, my five, pretty easy. Christmas Story, uh, Christmas Vacation. The Grinch, The Ref, and Batter Santa. Like, I could watch just those five Christmas movies every year and be perfectly content. Yeah. Christmas Story, like, there's just something about that shit, man. Like, there is something. It's timeless. It's timeless. It's timeless. It's wholesome. And it still has, like, a real humor to it. Yeah. Um, like a relatable humor to it. Like, and like, I think that like a, a lot of people like that, that grew up in like a regular, you know, like regular street USA, you know, relate to that father, relate to that mother. Um, I obviously cannot relate to that mother, but I would imagine that one's mother would be similar. Um, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing and fucking bullies and, you know, all that kind of shit. Like, it's just something, something about it. Like, so like, I, I, I don't know. I watched that funny outfit. Oh my god, you look like a pink nightmare. <laughs> like that shit's awesome. You know, like I don't feel like you could like make that movie today. People would be like, "Well, what's wrong with pink? What's wrong with pink bunnies?" Like, like what if he internally identifies as a pink bunny? Oh god. Um, you know, for a second I forgot that's how the world was. Thanks for yeah. bringing me back to reality, you asshole. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, so like I, I don't know. I love that movie. Uh, I used to watch it every year with my dad and. And now I watch it every year with my kids. It's just like a tradition. Batter Santa. Not bad Santa. No, not the bad. The batter Santa. version. Batter Santa. There are certain things in that movie that like I quote on a regular basis. Um, one of them being, you got some lips on you, midget. <laughs> um, one of them being, uh, whenever my wife asks me if I want a sandwich, like mm. I'll, I'll say, no, I don't want any fucking sandwiches. Fuck is it with you people and making fucking sandwiches? Um... That the other line that I quote is when the kid is pressuring him about what he calls the elves, like what are their names? And he's like, God, he gets fed up. <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't fucking know their names. But I say, hey, chief, or some shit. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about that, but it kills me. Um, and when, and then, uh, what's his face? Uh... That's 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 sorry. Two glory moments. Uh, Bernie Mac saying half a thousand different ways. Mm-hmm. Off. Off. Half. Off. That and when Bernie Mac is talking to uh God, I was John Ritter. John Ritter, yeah. Um about anal sex with a large woman. Mm-hmm. And John Ritter's face is going crazy. Like <laughs> Dude, I can't. I can't. I just can't. I can't with that scene. Like, I, I, I watch it and I crumble. Like, his, like, his, his, like, mouth kind of puckers up, and it's like, it's like this weird. Like, I, don't, I feel like he achieved something that no actor has ever achieved in the history of cinema. It's like some mix between like bewilderment, curiosity, and infatuation. It's like, <laughs> it's just like the most awkward shit ever. Um, but yeah, I love that movie, and of course, fuck me, Santa, fuck me, Santa. Um, what else? Uh, Christmas Vacation. I mean, 
There's so much goodness in that. Are you there? Hello? Hit the, hit the mute button. I'm here. Been here the okay. whole time. Okay. okay. Um, there's so much good in that. Like, uh... Uh, the 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 scene that I talked about earlier with the that's the gift that keeps on giving like that that's the, the truth fucking, the fucking line dude the other line is like when he's talking to the kids and trying to get them psyched for Christmas mm-hmm. and he's like he's like hey kids my 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 pal over at air traffic control said he caught a sleigh with eight reindeer heading through the skies and the kids are like woo and like, the adults are kind of laughing innocently and then all of a sudden <laughs> cousin Randy's like fucking serious clark oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and of course like you know the shitter's full and all that shit and, but like uh my other favorite line is that there's an rv clark now don't be getting too attached with her because i'm going to be taking her with me when i leave next month like it's it's it's, like, <laughs> it's a little the little yeah, lines. little lines man um but like the going down and hunting the fucking christmas tree and like not having the saw and it's cold as shit and everybody's miserable. Like, oh, it's so good. Yep. Um, and then what else? What was my, my number uh, The ref. I, like, the ref is my number one. Like, the ref is my favorite Christmas movie. Like, really? It's the only Christmas movie that my wife and I, like, sit down and watch every year. Yeah, we, we actually, we watched, my wife and I watched it, Wrapping Presents, um, the other day. And it, it was good. I mean, I hadn't seen it in a while. I mean, it's it's funny. 1994. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, The Grinch is a good one, too. I like The Grinch. Um, Scrooge is a, oh, I love the, I love Scrooge, man, with Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. It's good. And, I like and, it. It's just not my top five. I like it yeah, a lot. No. Yeah, El, And Elf, there's just something. That, Elf does touch on the comedy strings, touches on the hard strings, t- touches on the whole, like, ideal spirit of Christmas type thing that's kind of mushy and, and corny, but, you know, I still need a good bit of my life. Um, let me see this other one. Let me just look up some holiday movies. I love um, and and the ref, it's like uh, he says something that he's doing, and she's like, "Well, that's not very impressive." And he's like, "Um, no, it's not fucking very impressive, is it? Nothing's really fucking impressive to you people. Life just bores the shit out of you people." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, what about uh, Gremlins? Christmas I, movie? Know, I've, I've never really considered that a Christmas movie personally, but. Uh, that, um, Sa- Santa Claus the movie. Ooh, that um, what was the uh, other line? Oh, when, when um, he's supposed to be intim- uh, imitating their therapist, Doctor Wong. Oh yeah. And, and yeah. My mom's like, "You're a Wong." I was like, uh, "My mother was Irish, and your father Not. wasn't." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. That's right. Uh, love it. Yeah, you know, the ref is. Uh, I'm looking on a list of like top holo, holo, uh, Christmas movies. The ref is on that list. That's funny. It's Edward Edward Scissorhands. Over, most overrated Christmas movie. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, most you know, overrated. You know, see, I've never like I, I know and I get why. I'm, I understand it. You know, but like I've never really considered it a Christmas movie. Like to me, it always feels more like a Halloween movie, even though it centers around Christmas. Absolutely. It seems like a good movie to watch on Halloween. Rather. It's it's one of those movies that you can watch at Halloween or at Christmas. <laughs> Beauty it of both, it. It works both ways. Marketing genius. You just watch it for three months straight. Um, but like I remember watching that in the theater and being like, "This isn't really for me." <laughs> well, yeah, I remember we, we were. At, what mall were we at? Because I saw it with you. 
Oh, it was in uh, it was in Montgomery Mall. It was in. Was it? Um, yep, yeah, that, that makes sense. And yeah, I, I remember walking in there like, I'm like, oh, because we were both big Tim Burton fans at the time. Yeah, because Batman. Yeah, and we walked out of there like, we're like, that was just weird. And it was, it's funny how that became such a phenomenon, like such a cult classic. Yeah, my sister in law loves it. I think it's like, the, it's like the, the, like we were like, you know, like young teenagers then. Maybe we missed the, you know, we and missed it. I think it was young kids, like, yeah, because like. My my sister in law would have been a child around that time, and she's like, she loves it, like she's yeah. infatuated with it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fat chicks with black hair get tattoos of me. <laughs> yeah. oh, that, um, she's so true. But, but but I will say that the uh, the mayor of Halloween Town or whatever, mm-hmm. he has a very specific body shape. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every once in a while, I see another human being who matches that body shape. And I use that mayor as a point of reference. Like when people are like, he looks like something I just can't. I just, I'm like, it's the mayor. It's the mayor from Nightmare Before Christmas. And everybody's like, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I use him and I use the father alien from Mac and Me pretty often. I don't remember that father alien from Mac and Me. Remember Mac had like a little alien family? Yeah. Yeah. The father figure looks like a very specific type of like 60 something year old. Rotund. White, white male. No, they're like skinny, but they have a belly because they're old and just. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like it's not like that. You would never think for a minute that they're fat or anything like that. It's just like they have a belly, and they're old and skinny and white, and and their face looks as though they smell bad. Maybe. Um. Seems legit. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are definitely my my faves. Um, I watch I watch other shit out of tradition. Like we watch Rudolph and you know the kids. Uh, I like uh, Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol a lot. Yeah. Um, watch that with the kids. With Uncle Scrooge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk about um, Scrooge. T- talk about perfect casting. Fucking Ducktales, bro. Um, talk about Ducktales. You know, there's a Ducktales podcast. Get the fuck out of here. No, they like go through each episode. It's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, um, how many episodes of Ducktales are there? I don't know, but I mean, an, I mean, it was it was around for yeah, it was around for a while. Probably four, probably it. four seasons. Um, I bet they got a hundred episodes. Yeah, I, I take it this isn't a weekly podcast. I, I really don't. I, I really don't know. I listened to like the first ten minutes of one, and I was like, not for me, but cool that you did it. Yeah, game respect game. Um, but yeah, so uh, Star Wars. Is it that time already? I think so. God. All right, Tyler. If you're if you still haven't you know you been seen one with the force, off. yeah. And this is good. This is, we're gonna go gonna, away. <laughs> from this point, we assume that everyone has seen it. Yeah. Um, so there will be spoilers. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I, one of the interesting things was I, I got the art of Star Wars: The Force Awakens um, this week in the mail. Uh, and was this supposed to be an early Christmas present? No. You just bought it. Yeah. I gotta take your present back now, motherfucker. God damn it. One of the interesting things was uh, they show, like, some of the designs. Because, like, uh, okay, initially, apparently, um, they didn't have Kylo's name. They didn't have – I guess all they had was that this student of Luke's kills other Jedi. Because um, they refer to him only as the Jedi killer. Really? Yep. So they have, like, all these designs for the Jedi killer. Apparently, a lot of them were used as the Knights of Ren. Oh, cool. Um but one of them that I found most interesting was Darth Talon. They were going to do Darth Talon. Who's Darth Talon? Uh, the Twi'lek Sith, Sith chick. 
Oh, I thought she was in the future. Yeah, but EU's gone. Uh, that's true. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. She's a uh, sexy little minx. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so the other thing that I found interesting was that uh, I read a leaked plot synopsis that was like four sentences long um, about a year ago. And it was just simply that uh, Ray is abandoned on desert planet, um, befriends a stormtrooper turned good, finds Han and Chewie, fights big bad, saves the day. Like, it was like, you know what I mean? It was that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, and like, I didn't think much of it because it was like some random shit that somebody linked to on Facebook. And I was just like, yeah, okay, you're a year out and you've already got the big scoop. Didn't think much of it. The only thing that I made sure to really lodge into my memory was in this description. It said, Ray reveals, or uh, Leia reveals true name to Ray, which is Kira, K-I-R-A, Han and Leia's daughter. Mm -hmm. And in this book, they referred to her as Kira. And that was the working name that they had in designing her character. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that's odd. Like, apparently, wherever I got that leak from had a little bit more credit um, than may have been. How does that make you feel? Um, no, no real difference, really. You know what I mean? Just just that, uh, you know, it, it, it still makes me not give up hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also in this art this art book they have this picture um, of uh, Ray and Leia holding each other looking out this window, and uh, I'm gonna try to it's like it's one of those things where you really wish it said more, but it definitely has some emotional weight to it. Mm-hmm. And it just says, uh, Leia and Kira moment. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of interesting stuff in this book. Like you, you, you get to see a lot of how the designs kind of evolved. Um, apparently Han Solo was going to have a duster. What's a duster? A hat? Like, no, like one of those like long, like trench coat, Western type jackets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I kind of think that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I got the visual dictionary book which does say that Kylo's blade is cracked, which is why it's unstable. Like the, the, uh, you the, mean the gym, the gym inside is cracked, the crystal. And they call it the same crystal. And then I realized that they have to, if they're including clone wars, cause they go to like the, the place in clone wars where they find the crystals. Oh yeah. It's true that. Um, apparently, uh, the, the original, designs for Force Awakens was going to center around Kira and a character named Sam, who eventually became Finn. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sam looks very much like Han Solo. Really? Like a young Han Solo. Yes. Okay. Um, This this is all making me believe, though, that they've, they've, well, they've obviously gone a different route. And I wonder if they've completely got away. I mean, I, I just, I think at this point, there's no way that's that Ray, yeah that Ray. you need to stop doing that 
You're going to start giving me a fucking complex. <laughs> if you're drinking at home, you know what time it is. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any way that that Ray is, is Han and Leia's now. I, I just think that the, it's, at this point, it's, it's, I think it's wishful thinking for those who want it to happen, just like I wanted Han to not die. Um, and that they've gone a different direction so much so that if that was the case, they wouldn't be putting that stuff in the visual dictionary because JJ, well, JJ is not part of the project anymore. Um, I think that, hold on, hold on, right, stop the recording. Somebody at the door, stand by. Okay. I'm not going to stop the recording. I'm going to sit here and talk to you by myself and I'm not going to tell Bobby about it because it's strange. Uh, now I hear, now I'm here by myself, um, uh, talking to myself. I wonder if it's a package. I wonder what he's getting in the mail. Perhaps it's a Jehovah Witness. If you think it's a Jehovah Witness, press 1. If you think it was a package, give us a like. It really helps us out. Sorry about that. I just got some new toys. Hmm. Who would have guessed? Not I, me. I'm going to open her up. I would have never guessed that in a million years. I'm going to open her up while we're live. Um, but I hear what you're saying. I, trust me. Like I get your point. You're saying that they probably changed direction... Um, going one way makes you think that even less so, and I, I'm not I'm not opposed to that line of thought. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it does make me hold out hope even more. Because mm -hmm. um, I think like there's a number of reasons why I think it's a better story if they're siblings. So I just opened up an SH Figuarts Kylo Ren. Oh my God. Um. All right, folks, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, it's playtime. Um, so that was one. Now you got two packages. Um, but they show, like, a lot in this book, they show a lot of um, uh, different uh, design stuff they were doing for the, the graveyard of Jakku, mm -hmm. like the, 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 the warship kind of graveyard. And, like, they had this whole part of, like, a... And some of this concept art of like abandoned ATS, ATATs, mm -hmm. that would have been really badass. Yeah, um, like some of the 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 art is really, really, really fucking impressive. Um, kind of gets your imagination going. And I got a SH Figwatch First Order Trooper. Badass. They're um, still stormtroopers. Can't we just call them stormtroopers? Still? No. Why not? Because that's not how they, that's not what they're called. Finn calls himself a stormtrooper. Yeah, but that's not what they're called on the on the on the on the marketing. Mm, on the package. That's what they call. That's what Finn called himself. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and say he's authority. Um, what he is. Apparently, he wasn't very good <laughs> at what he was doing anyway. So I'm gonna go with the merchandise. Yeah. No. Not me. <laughs> um. Let's see. So uh, they have like a lot of different like um, designs for the bad guys. Like a you know like as as any movie right would. Yeah. But um. Some of them are like really left field, like very alien type um, looks. And still, no, still nothing about Snoke. Uh, not in any sort of character sense. There's some stuff in there design wise. Um, Does any but, of this stuff look like Plagueis? Um, not any more or less, I would say. Oh, there's some stuff that looks less. There's some stuff that looks like a big bionic monster. Um, it's funny. There's not much Plagueis artwork out there, is there? No, not not a not a shit ton. Uh, the, the, he just popped up in some new Marvel book, though. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's it's like an old story. 
but like they're definitely trying to you know they might just be capitalizing on the rumors you know what i mean equally plausible mm, maybe um but they're definitely trying to make you remember who he is what did he look like or is he still in shadows uh you know what i'm not i'm not uh i, I didn't look through the book um so let's see what else we got here um and they had a, a most of the original designs for Poe mm-hmm. uh he was a black guy really yeah and they weren't going to be taken on a freighter mm-hmm. they were going to end up in a city that, that that was being called exotic city i think just for the i think it was called exotic city just for the sake of calling it an exotic city you know what i mean yeah 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 um and they, it looks like they were going to bump into Han at a bar. Hmm. I don't like that as much. I kind of like that. Um, that's no, that's too episode forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the, I, I hear you on that, but like I would imagine him being like down and out at the bar. You know what I mean? I kind of like the fact that he lost one girl, and so he's out hunting for his other one. You know, kind of. You know, he's estranged from his wife or whatever she is to him. Maybe he's out almost, looking. Maybe, he's out. Maybe, he's maybe out there hunting for his first for his first love. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I just um, I like I like the idea of him being at a bar, like slumped over, hands in his like head in his arms, like yeah, you know what I mean. Like I I I wish that the whole Kylo thing seemed to bear a bit more emotional weight in Force Awakens. Before the end, uh, yeah, I you know what I I've, I've been reading some new theories and I really like them and I really want to go back and watch the movie with that new theory in my head. Um, is it time to talk about that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, right you now? can talk about that. All right, so new theory is not mine. I don't. I saw it someplace on the internet and somebody's dad was talking to them. Like so, basically, like what if Kylo is the whole thing is like a double cross, but to to sell the double cross, he had to kill Han. Like he he's like you know like the the universe is you know, and Han is in on it. Han might necessarily not necessarily be in on it. Okay, because the one that Jr. But, was telling me about Han was turning on the lightsaber. Oh, maybe, maybe. Um, I mean that 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 could that's equally as plausible, but. You know, he's torn because he feels like he's got to do this to sell it. You know, he's got to kill his father, which is fucking crazy, you know? Han may or may not be in on it, but Han may or may not have passively, passively agreed to it. You know, like, you know, like he was being legit like, any, like anything. Um, you know, and, you know, he's got to sell this to, to Plagueis to... to turn around and kill him and i think if if that happens if that's the case then it 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 makes han's death mean something else uh and also if han actually killed him killed himself like if han like kind of like commits suicide or or for some you know somehow they know i mean can people communicate like can you project something to other people's mind in the force well i mean just you mean like make them see a vision Make the scene vision or, or nonverbal communication. I don't, like, uh, like, I don't know. Can, can I don't... like, could like, somehow, Han have been sent information like I'm trying to defeat this guy. I'm trying to defeat this, you know. But in the same, but in the same time, it's like, 
you got to take such crazy measures. You know, you, you let a world of, of people die. You know, you, you threaten to kill the universe. So is killing Plagueis that is killing Plagueis that important where you would let everybody else die just to get close enough to kill him? You know, um, that that is it's a, it's very interesting. Yeah, the the woman that Jr. was telling me about was that that maybe that Han, you know, that maybe Han turned it on, and that look of uh, that look on um, Kylo's face is more of surprise than, you know, and then coming to terms with what has happened, and that yeah. it's all a ploy in order to get him closer to Snoke to actually execute him. And, and maybe and maybe Kylo doesn't know it yet, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's like uh, see, I'm less okay with that. Well, I mean, like. I don't like we don't know yet, and what I'm but what I'm saying is is that that scene, what I'm trying to illustrate is that scene can have so so many different meanings and can go so different depending on what they they plan to do later. Um, so it, it just like it's just a evolving situation. It can it could be an evolving situation, or it can just simply be an asshole and want to kill his dad. You know, I did see an interesting interview with JJ where he said that. Kylo Ren is we're seeing the creation of a villain. You know, he did say that. And I don't know if that's misdirection or if that's if it's just simple, if we're putting too much complexity to it and that this is just the the creation of a villain, you know? And so we're seeing him unsure and seeing him trying to emulate Vader and, and all this other stuff. Uh, and maybe, you know, finish what you started means combating, you know, maybe started by fighting the Emperor, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's I don't what he meant. I um, like for me, f- for that initial theory, you know, like I, I I I can't have like Han like feel it, and Kylo not be aware of it, you know, that doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be that Kylo and Han are in on it, or Kylo's in on it and not Han. Yeah. Um. So here's a couple other things. Uh. The, the the mask for the the Guevarian Death Guard or whatever. Yeah. Um that was originally a uh a Sith uh, a Sith design for Kylo. Really? Like, like the, 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 the circle helmet. the circle mask? <clears throat> yeah. That's I actually really like the look of that. I too. did too. Then like what's funny is like they have like all of these these groups, right? Like one's called the Seven Light. Um who is that? Well, wait for it. One's called Gang Group, right? They're all through this book. There's always seven of them, and they're always masked. And I'm guessing that these are the Seven Knights of Ren designs. They're just not saying it. Um, one in particular, I mean, it just looks so, like, they all look like they're, like, Ren knockoffs. Like the Seven Samurais? Well, like, because it's called the Seven Knights of Ren. Well, I know. Like, why? And why is it? Why is seven the number? Is what I'm saying. Is it supposed to be seven samurais? Oh, I don't. I, I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, in all of these pictures that don't call them the Seven Knights of Ren, mm-hmm. there are always seven of them, and they always look like Ren. Yeah, I'm tracking. Um, and let's see what else we got. I'm just going through the the uh, the. But yeah, that like. I don't know. I, I like we were talking. Like Adam and I were talking privately, um, and like we we basically came to this like realization that like the problem with all these theories is that like 
you know, and whether we agree or disagree with them, like, is she Luke's? Is she Han's? Is she Obi-Wan's? Is she this one? Is she that one? Um, is Snoke Plagueis? Is Snoke a student of Luke's? Is Snoke Ren? Is, you know, all this shit, yeah. it, it, like, it always boils down to, like, five plot holes. And all of those five, five plot holes, like, if you follow them all the way down to the bottom, you end up with, we just don't know. Yeah. And, and, and we also end up with, they may, they may not know yet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, plausible. yeah, that too. Yep, it's it's yeah. like one of the one or the other. Like either they don't know, it's like they don't know or we don't know. Yeah, and they might, you know, they might be playing by you, but listen, you know, we're gonna change it in the, in the last the last thing. I mean, they could be filming episode nine and say, "Stop, nope, we're gonna make a change. We want to yeah, do this." They could, they could. Um, which is scary, kind of. Yeah, because um, you, you never know who's gonna get involved with it as it, you know, evolves. But but you know what, too, like here's here's the here's my defense of that. Is sometimes you know a lot of time the actors bring something else to the character, and the character s- slowly starts to evolve, um, because of the actor portraying it. They're, they're kind of putting their own spin on it, and sometimes that's okay. Sometimes that can be bad, but sometimes it can be really, really good. And so you got to be flexible and you got to be open to exploring that kind of stuff. And so if we get to a point where you know. You know, uh, Oscar Isaac goes a certain way with Poe, and like you know what, he, you know this guy Oscar Isaac guy's got some chops. He you know he's really he he's really interesting, and you know what if we go this so we can get a little more Poe on the screen, you know, and it works, and they change they they do a slight change of story because you know there's people who are drawn to Poe and they tap into something like, it they seems tap like into something great. Poe was going to be more on screen. Yeah, and they backed him out. Yeah. And, um, and maybe the reverse is true. Well, according to this, according to this book, like it's uh, it, it seemed like it was going to go that way. But um, yeah, I'm with you. But it's the same, you know, it's the same thing on the other side. Like you know, like we could do this all day. Like uh, Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Different people well, involved. Well, yeah, but, but Star Trek Beyond, you're talking about established characters that have you know, fucking almost fifty years of history involved and, and it's a reboot we, we we're free to do whatever we want with these characters i mean they're free to do with you know sure but i'm just saying that the, the bad guy the, the bad choice could come along if it was all yes. up for grabs oh yeah yeah of it's, course it's of course it's possible it, it, that that bad choice comes along yeah but the, the the difference is is that you're you have more freedom to recreate to create these characters than you do to recreate the characters you know, sure. you're telling a new story. It's it's a it's a whole different situation than telling sure. a new. But story. it could still be good or bad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it could still absolutely. end up really wrong. But that's but that's not my point. The point is is that, that, that that's mine. Is that that new blood isn't necessary? Like it's it can be good, but it's equally as scary. Yeah, like, especially if you like what's been laid down. So I far. I understand your point, but I think you're making a different point. Like you're making you're making a good point, but I think it's a different point. What I, what I'm trying to say is that is that you know it's it's a it's a whole different beast to to have this ever evolving story and the story isn't isn't concrete than to tell a story inside inside defined lines of who these characters are you know what i mean yeah i, I get that yeah it's like right it's like right now we have a you know when you're telling a star trek story it's like a, it's like a coloring I, I get, book i page, get that. You know? i get that i'm just saying that it still it still creates that, that that if if what has been laid down in 7 is something that we like and new people coming along can always fuck up what we like, even though we don't have as much of a connection to it as something that's already been laid down. We we still have a connection to it. Yeah, we do, we do. But but in the in the same breath, you know, the, the what we know the most about is what we don't know. 
you know. Right, but what but what those answers could be could very well be something we don't like. That's true. That's that's all I'm saying. That's true. All right. Um and and then like there's there's a lot of designs of like different ships like Y wings and like a lot of different ships we never really got to see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did um, I did hear something else too and and oh, um there's information coming about about the novel that's giving yeah. us a little bit more insight. Um you know, one one thing being Kylo when 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 Ray takes that that uh takes that the lightsaber, Kylo says, "It is you." As if, you know, yeah, he, he knows of a girl somewhere. There's a girl with a thing that's important. Uh, and that was taken out of the movie. And again, we don't know if that was taken out of the movie because they didn't want to go that direction. And they've or changed because, it. Or, or because they want to keep a secret. They want to keep a secret, yeah. Um, or yeah, if they I, just didn't want to be committed to it and be able to change it if they wanted to change it and go in a different it. direction. You know? Or, or, or if they didn't want to reveal it. Yeah. So... Um, you just don't know, you know. Like there's the, the when it comes to that stuff. Like, I I wonder if it if it's becoming smarter to leave in it the open. grand scheme of things to not paint themselves in corners. Yeah, probably because you know looking if you know storytelling the art of storytelling is all is is being refined. It's becoming it's becoming a system. It's you know people understand what works. It's almost like math. And so they might have rules to say, hey, all right, we're never going to uh, do this because we, you know, just in case that, you know, what if that actor dies? What if something happens? You know, what if people don't respond well? We got to keep it open because at the end of the day, this isn't arts, this is business. And I think that, I think that's the the difference, you know, when you're writing a book and you're telling a story and it's your story and you're putting your soul on the page, it's different than if you're Disney who, who is looking to make a dollar. And at the end of the day, Disney has hired a lot of people. To put their souls on a page and tell a story, but at the same time, that motherfucker's got to make money. Yeah, you but know? you know, I don't think, like, you know, I, I could be wrong, but like, I'm not really getting the impression, uh, especially after reading this book, like, everybody that comes by these offices, these, like, you know, none of them are Disney people. Like, one of them is Kathy Kennedy, but she, she's a Disney person kind of by default because she, mm-hmm. she's ahead of Lucasfilm. Yeah. But, but it almost seems like, that's as far as Disney's really taking it. Like, and if that's if that is the case, like if all this stuff is true, um, I I, I tip my hat to them. Yeah. Well, well, here here's here's the here's the whole the hard truth, right? In business, passion is always gonna is always gonna beat out. If you have somebody who's passionate about doing something, they are going to do better ultimately than somebody who doesn't really care about it, right? Sure. So as as the you know, if, if you're the big boss, if it's your company, you're going to want to put people in positions who are passionate about it, who love it, and you're going to let them have a certain amount of freedom to be creative so that passion come through. But at the end of the day, profits still rule the day. Of course. So, so there, there's always, you know, what's going to make a good leader in, in, on the corporate thing is being able to find people who are passionate, but at the same time, you know, hold them accountable to, to those, to, to make those numbers. And I mean, it's probably a, a group of fucking brilliant people who, who are just the cream of the crop and doing shit like that. Um, so they're probably, so Disney being smart and, and you know, Disney is taking over the world. I've, I've said for years, you know, Oprah and Disney, they want your soul. Um, now Oprah isn't as relevant as she was when that joke was funny. Um, but Disney is, 
you know, at this, but at the same, at the same breath, they're still going to make sure that their investment is protected and they're going to make money, which they are. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I do, I do applaud Disney for what it seems to be to me that they like, they set it up and they kind of step back a little bit and let their creative people do their creative things. And so far it's been good. Um, but, but look at like, uh, Avengers 2. Avenger, Disney has come out officially and, and, and said that Avengers 2 is kind of a failure. Um, so I don't think that they're going to, you know, they're going to make sure that they watch their, their property. And here's the thing, too. This movie might have made fucking $600 million already, but Disney is $5.5 in the hole from acquiring this property. I thought it was only four. <clears throat> uh, was it four or five? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four. Okay, four and a half, because the movie cost... Uh, Five hundred million to make, right? Yeah, but like they've already made two billion back. Have they? Yeah, that's good. They're still, they're still, you know, two billion in the hole then. Yeah. So, but like, and that's not including merchandise. Oh, really? Yeah, that's good. So, Just like, from DVD sales of, of, you know, Best Buy and shit, they made two billion. You no know, re-release in the Blu-rays. I think it's, I think it's money made from the film. The film hasn't made two billion yet. Total, no. I'd have to look at. Or, or no, I guess they got other. Yeah, they got other stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> they got rebels. You know, just the rebel show alone. Is oh yeah, ranking. maybe, maybe. Um, I don't think the rebel show is making. I and mean, they, and they released the DVDs again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would say through DVD sales from you know for Netflix, you know, stuff like that. That they're, they're probably coming close because they've had the property for at least a year now. Or, yeah, I forget what. Maybe they were expecting. I don't know where I got that. From. They were expecting two, they were expecting two billion from this film. Okay, so then yeah, so that's what they're expecting. Yeah, yes. so, and that's not including so if that if those numbers that's just true, for ticket sales, right? And if those numbers are true, or even you know in the ballpark, that's not including merchandise. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, they're gonna make their money back. Hello. I, hit, I keep on, I keep on tapping the button. I was like, yeah, they definitely, they're definitely gonna make their money back. They're gonna have this movie for fucking ever, you know. You know, they're, it's gonna, it's gonna keep coming. More money's gonna come. There's gonna be more Star Wars movies. Um, I, I do, I do have a question for you. I want your opinion on this before, you know, the future unfolds and and we see what what's gonna come down the pipe. Do you think that that Rogue One can be is, is gonna be you know, anywhere is popular? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, it, do you think it's possible? I don't think so. I, and I think if it is, if, if, if it, if it is mm-hmm. right, um, no other spinoff will be. Yeah. I, I, I think that you're right. I think that there's no way it's, it, it's going to be, it's going to be maybe like, you know, X-Men, X-Men level numbers, you know? Yeah. I got popular, you know, got popular series, but not that popular. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. like, like, you know, I, 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 I'm sure it'll do well, you know what I mean? But like, I, I, my only concern with all that shit is that like for Joe Citizen, that it becomes confusing. Yeah. You know, like they go see Rogue One, they're like, wait a minute, Kylo Ren's not in this at all. Yeah, I can see that. That's a valid um, point. So I think they like they really got to market it right, you know, to differentiate it. Um, that it's its own beast. I, you know, and, and there's no there's no uh, big name actors in it again, right? 
Uh, I, I don't, I don't know the acting list. I mean, I, I saw the promotional picture, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't recognize anybody off the yeah. top. I mean, somebody could have said to me like, "Oh yeah, there's a new show about some space fighting, and this is it's going to be on Sci-Fi Channel." And I saw the picture and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that looks looks about right." Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not talking trash about. It. I mean, I, I'm right, right. I'm right. excited to see them expand the universe, but yeah, it's it's, you know, you know, it's like, it, this is the next Star Wars movie that's be following fucking Episode Seven. You know, like what the hell? What the hell do they expect with it? Um, I mean, I can expect like a Boba Fett or a, a, uh, you know, a Han Solo spinoff to to draw <clears throat> some interest, but nobody knows who the fuck these people are. You yeah. know? And it seems like a strange a strange choice unless they have an amazing story and like this is gonna knock people's socks off. Which yeah, well, the apparently case. like the um, like the people that saw it at E three or whatever the trailer. Oh, I didn't know there was a trailer out. Well, it's not out. It was only at E3. And it's not on the it's not on the interwebs anywhere. No, because E3 is like some old exclusive shit, man. Like, mm. um, you got to be like part of the Disney Club and all this other shit, like just to get in the door. Mm. Um, and and I think they confiscated cell phones and the whole. The whole I heard there's a new thing that they're doing. Mm. Um, at pr- movie premieres, like yeah, you have to turn in your cell phone or you have to lock up your cell phone or something, which is interesting. Of course, people are just not going to start carrying two cell phones, right? Um, but like, uh, anyway, the, uh, people that's, that saw it, um, were blown away by it. Really? Yeah. Like, um, like one of the podcasts I listened to that Star Wars related, that's actually not even that good. I just listened to it for the news. Um, fuck you guys. Yeah. Take, take egg, that's egg in your face. Right, Lenny? Um, <laughs> is that an Australian thing? No, but he said it like we were talking on Shattercast, like, uh. So it was a listener question. Like, do you guys think that you'll ever get out of Star Wars? I mean, um, Transformers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, yeah, I can see myself getting. I mean, I go through phases with shit. Like, I, I can see yeah. it happening. Um, and I was like, especially if I like have a, a like a rendition of every character that I'm happy with. You know, I can easily see myself backing out of it. Um, and then Lenny was like, well, I certainly hope not. I got all these tattoos, mate. That'd be egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, was your impression of Lenny like super extra Australian? I know. That's like, the only kind of Australian I do. Yeah. There's no slight Australian. It was all Australian. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, uh, the, uh, I forget where I was going now with this, but, um, I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, the, oh yeah. The, uh, take that, take that other podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, this guy on there was like, I'm 10,000 times more excited for Rogue One than I am for Force Awakens. What? Yeah. Like he said that like the, the trailer was, he said like, he said like the trailer's so good. Like, um, he said it, it really capitalizes, it really capitalizes on, um, just how much in peril the fucking universe is. Like shit's not filthy. It's disgusting. I'm going to go ahead and call that dude out. And say that's some old I saw it and you can't shit. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is the best thing ever because I got to see it and you fucking can't because you're a loser. Like, I, I you know what? Because if it was that good, they would have pushed it out with this movie. Yeah, know? but like, um, I read something about that too. Um, where that might have been a um, like a practical choice made just to not take you out of your Star Wars experience for another Star Wars experience. Um, what kind of, what kind of backwards psychological bullshit is that? 
Yeah, like so that you wouldn't have it all muddied up in your mind. So that it would all, you know, the only Star Wars that you're getting is the specific Star Wars story that we want to tell you. And Is that coming from Disney or is that like somebody's theory? It was somebody's theory. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the trailer's ready. You know what I mean? The trailer's done. It's out. Oh, is it? So, all all it would have to do would be mailed to the company. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be that big of a deal. So, do we have a date when it's going to be released? No. Maybe. But I mean, like it was, it was like it it had its own thing at E three. Like Rogue One had its own like room. I can't believe that shit isn't leaked anywhere. Nothing did. Nothing did from there, and nothing usually does. Like, they had Force Awakens shit in there, too, that didn't leak. Really? Yep. Well, good for Disney. They're on their Gestapo game. Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. I'll call, them, I'll call them I'll call them. Stormtroopers if you want. Yeah. I'm calling them Stormtroopers. First Order Troopers. Get out of here. No, Get here that nonsense. I'm calling Disney them. <laughs> calling Disney Stormtroopers. They are Stormtroopers, man. Dude, remember that, uh, do you ever see that, that, that Banksy shit with, uh, when he did that thing at uh, Disney World, and they all, like they came out and uh, well, like he did a stormtrooper. No, he did like a um, it was like the Guantanamo Bay shit. Uh, like he had like all like the guys in prison suits, like they were like inflatable, like like those things that people put on their lawn for Christmas. He, he did it. He did it at Disney Disney World. Yeah. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, like he had to act really quick because, like, you know, their surveillance and everything is like top shelf. Oh yeah, and like oh, yeah. he he came out and got shut he got shut down eventually, you know. But uh, it's pretty it's pretty funny. What what was uh, Disney's response to it? Uh, I don't I don't really recall. Mm. To be honest with you, um, that's an exit through the good gift shop. Pretty good documentary. I gotta watch that. I've been meaning to watch that for. You some didn't time see that? Now. I thought no, you watched that. I think I started watching it and I didn't fucking finish it. Uh-huh. One of those deals. So. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up. Giving you another 150 minutes of glorious podcast. <laughs> Have we got complaints about the Batman voice yet? I, I, I keep, every time I listen to the, pa- the podcast, you know, I enjoy it. I chuckle it, at it. No, we haven't, we haven't got it. And any. I'm like, oh, I love it. We're so funny. I love that voice. <laughs> um, you know, someone brag about it, not me. And, but I, I just, I just keep on thinking, man, somebody's going to be like, God, I hate it. I hate you guys. That stupid Batman voice. Why do you do it? It's so old. You've killed it. It's dead. Leave it alone. Dude, never enough. Uh, never enough. It's like the best thing ever. I think we need to have that dude on the... You know, we stopped doing that gag where we had, you know, somebody on the podcast. Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel. He's here. Yeah. No, but it's supposed to be changed every every episode, isn't it? I thought, no, I thought Vin was supposed to always be here. I wonder if we just put Vin in, in guest, you know, guest, special guest host Vin Diesel. Yeah, why I wonder, not? I wonder if he could sue us for that. Probably. He seems like the guy that would get the joke and think it was funny, though. I think so. Yeah. He's a good sport. He is classy, dude. Classy yeah. gent. So, all right. Um, so we got Christmas in a couple days, fellas. Um, I don't have to go back to work until like next Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, I think it's the thirtieth. So I got a whole week off. So I will be up for any podcasting in the near future that you want to partake in. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure Bobby will have tons of stuff to talk about what he got nerdum. And yeah, I'll have we'll not. And I'll have nothing. We'll see. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's about it. Yeah. All right. Any, any, any other, uh, and nothing. No, what, what's the next thing? Deadpool? 
that's the next big event. We got to have Joe on before then. Oh, and um, shout out to Anthony A, a friend of ours. I grew up with him. He lived in my same neighborhood. Um, but he's a big EU guy, um, like huge EU fan. And he, uh, his favorite. He's just, he's just a big guy. If you know what I'm talking about. That too. Yeah. Um, sexy little, sexy little. Yeah, sex pot. Cute little he, ass. He is. He is a. <laughs> he's a cutie patootie. Yeah. He. Um, he. he uh, his favorite book is the Plagueis book. Okay. Um, so I talked to him this morning. He said he'd love to come on and talk about it and get like the story of Plagueis according to the EU and all that. It would be one last thing we'd have to read. Okay. I'm down. Um, I don't Only know if he schedule. admits that Superman could kick Goku's ass. Oh, you know, he's never going to do that. Well, then he's never going to do the show. He, um, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if our schedules are ever aligned anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I have to work Saturday, but then I'm off again for the following week, so. All right, we should do this again. We should do this yep. again sometime. I had a good time. Let's do, let's do it once a week. I think that's a good idea. A good, a good, good <laughs> way to catch up. If Star Wars comes out, we'll do it twice. Jesus. Yeah, we should have this one Star Wars episode. And you know what, guys? I, I do want to um, say thanks to everybody who is on our feed, uh, who comments on that. And still, to this to this point, uh, nobody's put any Star Wars spoilers out there, with the exception of us, but we've warned people. And you know what, man? That's really cool, really respectful. Um people do that and it's funny i saw this meme of this guy it's like oh, i just put a bunch of star wars spoilers on the internet and it goes closer and he's crying i just wish that somebody loved me <laughs> Our, um we've so gotten a true. lot of positive feedback on that star wars episode oh yeah you know what i haven't i need to get on there and catch up with that stuff i've just been working the last couple of days so um but yeah i guys thank you thanks for all the support oh dude the the, the five star ratings are you gonna read those yeah i will and while i while i pull those up um just shout out to everybody. Like if you could get on, um, if you could get on iTunes and go, uh, search us under the podcast bit of business on there, uh, search nerd rage radio and leave us a five star review. Um, and then you can tell us how you really feel about the show underneath. It just, it helps get the podcast and suggest the podcast to other people. Uh, which which helps us get the word out there about it, and it's uh, you know, and even if like you're, you're pressed for time and just write awesome show and just get the five stars because that's what ends up uh, kind of helping us. So um, now there's I mean, a gag: give us five stars and then just rake us over the coals. Right, right, right. You know? um, so Maybe so far, add a we, winky face at the end so people know it was a satire. Maybe so far, like in the past week, we've received three. Um, so we received uh, best podcast of the genre. No big deal. Some would brag about it, not us. Yeah, yeah. Love listening to these guys. Very. Make me stop cutting myself today. <laughs> and funny buyer beware. They seem to be normal people and not actually nerds who rage for three hours straight. Best part of the show is when these guys go off on tangents and just go off the rails. Hilarious. <laughs> um, if they only knew. <laughs> yeah. Love it! Uh, exclamation point. Been a fan of Bobby Skullface on YouTube for a while. Well, thank you, sir. Watched his spoiler-free review of The Force Awakens and found out he does this podcast. I really enjoy the off-the-cuff remarks and the humor. The new bits and the discussions are very informative and fun. I'm a subscriber now. Great job. Keep it up, guys. And this one I'm going to read in the uh, in the Adam T. voice. Uh, an awesome podcast that keeps up the tempo of news in the mainstream nerddom. I've met these guys in person. They are actually approachable and relatable they provide deep and adult-minded insights in geek topics, and I especially like their personal stories towards life in the genre. Their rants on the pussification on the human race's sensibilities are always a treat. That was actually our favorite, uh, the pussification of the human race. 
Like way, way to bring it home with the human race. Just one. Let's not separate. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Oh, I do have a little beer in Bolters 40K. We uh, are on a different uh, feed. I can't... Fi- Does anybody know how to change your feed on iTunes once it's up? I kind of feel like once it's up, you can't change it. I, I yeah. you know, I can figure out how to get Podbean to strip the feed of Podomatic. But anyway, we got off Podomatic. Uh, anybody who's out there trying to do a podcast, avoid Podomatic at all costs. I probably spent four or five hundred bucks on Podomatic uh, for beer and bolters, which is ridiculous. Um, I think this one we we spent like eighty bucks for, and we don't the show is as long as we want it to be. It's not hitting us up with dumb bullshit. Um, somehow Podomatic can't count gig, gigabytes and downloads right, and and I gotta go back and erase shit. So um, go to Podbean, better experience, better uh, upload function. Um, and anyway, there's a new beer and bolters 40k on iTunes. One's the Podbean one, and so you can delete the other one and get the subscribe new to one. the new one. Subscribe to the new one. I apologize for that, and, and, and I can't even go on the Podomatic one right now. I'm like, hey guys, we're on a different one. This there's the show is over. Go to this one, and the new shows are here. Uh, I gotta figure. I gotta go back and erase something to do that, which is is dreadfully annoying. Yeah, we had to do that for a Shattercast as yeah. well. If you and if you're in the Transformer fandom, uh, be, feel free to check out Shattercast Uncut. It's a bit uh, of a Wild West type of show, but um, you know we'd love to have you have you listen to us. And uh, yeah, uh, that's it. And uh, of course, Warhammer 40k uh, fans, Beer and Bolts 40k. Also check out the Space Wolf blog at space wolves gray <laughs> at blogspot.com. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I hate writing. I should just do video. There's some videos on there. I'm doing more videos. I'm just, you know, grammar. I don't get grammar. Mm-mm. Not, not a fan. Not a fan at all. All right. And next, so what's the theme going to be for next week? Is it going to be the new year? No, it's still going to be December. Okay. Yeah, the end of the yeah. new year. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. I guess. Least. I guess the following week we'll, we'll do like a like our 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 award show, like best thing we read, best movie. Oh, we in watched. the year. That's a good idea. I like that. You know, best toy, best whatever. Almost like you planned it out instead of just coming up with that on the spot. So, Almost. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks. We'll see you next time. And, uh, you know, give us a like on Facebook. It really helps us out. And great tits. Tight dick, player.